what's up, everybody? Yo, what y'all doing? What are you doing, you crazy people? What are you doing? Oh, man. It's good to be back. I mean, it's good to be back with you guys. I could have gone for another week of vacation. I mean, I, I could have. I could have been cool with another another seven days. But I am Did glad to be get back. all the sand out of your fur? Uh, no. No, listen, my, my fur is a, it? yeah. it's a hot mess. I'm all matted up. Sunblock, sand. Oh, get to licking. Crab, crab bites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Good evening to you. Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. like to welcome you back to the stage of Talking Trek, where it's been a little quiet here for a few days, from what I understand. Nothing really happening. Game all nice and smooth. Absolutely no lag. All the events working perfectly. Rewards just blowing Bubba Joe's mind, right? <laughs> oh, man, it's been a good week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's find out. What is going on? What have I missed? You guys hit me up in the Talking Trek server sound off. You guys uh, go ahead and let's rock it. Stradalorian kicking us off on server 9. Thank you. Jayberg on 32. Joker on server 16 sitting down to a tuna steak dinner. Dude, I had some tuna steak this week. It's so good. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Smoke Mohawk on server 16. What's up? Subcommander on server 32. Auto Obsession, server 16. Stony Dude. Uh, server 10, what's up? Jazzmeister on 167, Dragon Check, server 26, it's Hunter on server 28, Campus Runner on server 75, Fire Force, server 26. What's up, Fire Force? What are you doing, man? It's been a hot minute since I've seen you around these parts. What's going on? Uh, Liam on server 159, Stony Dude. Oh, yeah, I read yours already. Shimon Zoo, what's up on server 153? Uh, thank you very much. Deuces Wild on 17. Polly D on server 179. Scaly back from the Outback on 193. I Beglin on the Panar server 32. Uh, Anubis on server 11. Eyebrow server 24. Shady Pines on servers 27 and 29. Thank you. Boaz on 14. Swagger on server 20. General Chaos on 187. Uh, Lord Veng Venger. Lord Viger. I'll call you. Uh, it's not Viger. It's funny, though. I could be V'ger. Uh Server 75, thank you. Uh, Tabby Moza on 20. King Kirky on European 181. Captain Planet on 167. Shinzola uh, on 153. Commander Taylor, 192. And a bunch more. Uh, 73 additional messages. 257 people in our live studio audience. Thank you guys so very much. Almost as if, Karkin, they might have missed the show while it was gone last week. Uh, I know I did. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. I have had just a lights-out amazing vacation. I have received so many messages. Thank you guys so very, very much. I And I will apologize. I did my absolute best, Karkin. I did my absolute best to try to respond to people uh, as much as I could. And I'll tell you, up until probably maybe Tuesday or Wednesday... I think was that when I mentioned uh, meant, meant, bleh, mentioned in our contributor chat, uh, Karkin or Trader uh, Mark. Hey, what's up, Mark? What you doing, man? Hey, yo, how you doing? How you doing? You uh, still having those adult beverages? I see. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> bit in a, in nothing a, wrong with that. Nothing, been, not judging. 
<laughs> been in Not a, at all. I've been in a state of haze Enjoy. for the last few days. Uh, listen, whatever whatever day it was that I had mentioned in the in our private chat, man, there's just so many PMs. I've tried to keep up. Uh, and I got caught up that night, but it, it just felt like the very next day there were another hundred. So I apologize. There's a lot of people in here that I haven't gotten back to yet. I absolutely will um, to everybody, but there's still probably another 75 to 100, maybe 150 PMs I haven't gotten back to yet. I will answer those just as, you know, sadly, they might be a little bit late. Um, Bubba Joe Trader is, I don't believe, going to be with us here today. He is up to his neck in packing peanuts. Um, yep. and uh, I, I asked him, mm, peanuts. I, yeah, not those kind, actually, Karkin's <laughs> like, yeah, no, the, absolutely those kind, delicious. Um, Bubba Joe is not going to be with us this evening, although I, I told him if he got tired, if he wanted to take a break, he did say, Trader, if I'm just being straight up honest, he didn't feel like he had a lot of good to say here today. Um, and, and, uh, I, I did want to have kind of an opportunity of forum for him to be able to, to speak up. He has been more connected this week than I have. Uh, I, I have tried to stay somewhat in touch, uh, you know, with what's going on and with the announcements and things like that. But I will tell you, uh, Karkin, I was very absent this week. I I mean, I was in touch. I saw some of the stuff that was going on dailies. At least? No. It doesn't? No. Oh, no. No, Karkin. No Listen. loyalty tokens for you. Uh, well, I did I did some of that, but then there were certain things that happened on certain days, and I was out late, or this or that. Listen, let me tell you. Um, I actually have a question to ask of you guys, because this has never happened to me. How many years have we had Battle Pass Trader? Three years now? Close yeah. to it? I yes. have never missed a Battle Pass event. Never. Even on other vacations, even on time off, even if I'm busy, even at Christmas, I have never missed a Battle Pass event. And I'll be a son of a cat's uncle last week. I missed the Unity event, the Helps event, which is stupid. Oh, no. Stupid. Oh, yeah. oh so my. I, I should have just done contributions, but I'm like, ah, I got yeah. time. I got time. I'll do it. I'll do it in the morning. I'll figure out how many helps I got in the morning, you know, like, because I went I to bed. I had to buy the $50 um, points pack to top me up because I've missed two Battle Pass dailies. I may... I, I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to buy points. I mean, really, all it is is, is the ceiling rod Broken fragments for me. ceiling rods. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And I, and I buy it. So that. for me, it would just put me behind by one by half a month, I guess, really. Uh, but I, I typically buy that anyway. So, But yeah, then Robotsky says, don't you want Pike's hair? I mean, I do... <laughs> I do, and and if Ripper were here, he would say, "Listen, man, like I don't know that you can miss well, that." You can still get Pike's hair. You'll finish the battle pass way before I'll, the. That's overflow. correct. That's so right. Right, 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 right. I will finish the battle pass. You I only be missed. Scared of getting Pike's hair. And I even yeah. got some of. I even got some of the milestones that day. I just didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. So uh, here, let me let me look in the heroic battle pass overflow. See, there's Una shards in there. Yeah, and there's the captain's chair. I mean, I might have to spend 20 bucks on points. I've never had to do that. Like, what the heck? What that helps of all events. It wasn't one of the 13 days of swarm. All right. It was helps only because I just forgot to make donations. Stupid stupidity. I will tell you if it meant that I would have missed out on whatever I was doing, 
uh, on the beach out at that day, I'd miss it again. All right, it was worth twenty dollars. I mean, I I I blew twenty dollars in into the wind every single day down there. You, I shared some pictures here a little bit ago. Did you guys see those squid hats that I got my kids? <laughs> 20, 20 bucks a pop. All right, but they're really cool. They light up. They have like they got blinky lights and stuff. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> good good use of my funds. Um, but no, we had a blast. Uh, yeah, Joker, I'm a traitor to my own alliance. I could have done contributions. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't think about it. I forgot. I well, really... you, you never want to. You never want to say I have enough time when adult beverages are involved, <laughs> the, especially know, mermaid water. Mer- mermaid water. Let me tell you something about mermaid water, what folks. What is that anyway? I should have taken <laughs> yeah, a picture. I, I should have taken a picture. Know. It had like four different kinds of liquor in it. It was pretty and blue. I wonder if I've got a picture. It was very colorful. I didn't. I didn't start it on. Sounds it. amazing. Mrs. DJ's bought the first one, and and it. I mean, it did a number. It did a number on her, and she's like, you got to try this. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it, and then, woof. All right, listen, uh, one of these days, I don't even remember. Let me let me see if I can find some messages from Mrs. DJ's. Because you know what? It After was, the first one, you're like, hey, baby. Yeah, it was a little bit of divide and conquer because, you know, the kids, especially Oliver, he was scattered. He wanted to go do a bunch of stuff. He was jumping from activity to activity to activity to activity. Uh, so much stuff that, that he was trying to get into. So, so there was one day that I was on kid duty, and Mrs. DJ's just decided to, to, park, uh, to park at the beach. And uh, a, a, maybe an hour or two uh, later, I got these messages. Let me see if I can find this real quick. <laughs> Here it is. I'm gonna. I, I can't read. I can't read the exact terminology because there's a lot of cursing in here. I am. That's F- you know it's good. I am effed up. Uh, big time effed up. Passing out now. Love you. Bye, dude. I'm gonna pee myself. <laughs> I need an escort to the ocean. I think I'm gonna barf. Nine one one, man. I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> Need chips. Please? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. I need to take a bath. All right. Now, this, <laughs> this was the, the span of um, about two hours and 30 minutes, all these messages. I'm in the water. I didn't have my phone. So, <laughs> so there's just all these messages. Oh, it was good, Dr. Jimmy. Q-Tip says, it's not bad. Only three ounces of rum. So, oh, you found the recipe for mermaid water? All right, listen, whatever you found from mermaid water, all right, like triple it. Because the bartender <laughs> the bartender we had was dope. All right, by the way, shout out to, now that we're back home, I don't mind to tell you guys, shout out to the bartenders at Paradise Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Like, hats off to you. I tipped Mark. I think I've told you guys about my Cancun vacation many years ago. I tipped, this was another instance of that, where I tipped more than what my actual bill was. All right? Because they did such a good job. I mean, have you guys ever have you guys ever been at a place where like just you have been pampered? You have been taken care of. You have been I mean, they go out of their way because they know you're coming. You know, Trader, yeah. has that ever happened? Like, when I went to Cancun, we had, like, a butler for the week. 
All right. It was one of those nice resorts. It was for our anniversary. Actually, it was for our honeymoon. And we had a butler. And that butler took care of us from bell to bell. We'd go down to the pool. There would be chairs set aside for us. They'd have our drinks and our food ready when we came out. Like, they reserved our chairs. And, and I know people are going to say, well, this is what they're supposed to do. And this is, you know, that's the service you're buying. But I'm so amazed by it. All right. Like, I just, I went nuts. And so this past week, there was a bartender, one, one of these bartenders. Both of them were great, but one of them in particular, all right, must have thought Mrs. DJ's was kind of cute because she loaded her drinks up. Mine, but I'm pretty loaded too, all right? I'm pretty loaded too, but neither one of them, like both of us, we, the drinks weren't the same as if the other bartender was there. This bartender just like maybe accidentally dropped the bottle in her glass. so i'm telling you this it was so good and and so gratuities and tips just because like you appreciate that level of service right right a happy like the saying goes you you take care of your bartender your bartender will take care of you right let me me just throw this out there scopely happy customers are willing to throw cash at you just say it. If we're trying to find a way to, to relate this into the game, all right? I haven't even done my stupid news. I've been in it already. Here, here, you know, okay, here's your stupid news. Yeah. News. 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 I got news. <laughs> this is your news. I bet you at that bar, our, our total drink tab for the week was probably in the neighborhood of, I don't know. I mean, resort drinks are expensive. Probably in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 bucks. It wasn't crazy, okay? I bet you I tipped at least that. I tipped at least that because they took so daggone good care of us. That's what you got to do. That's what you should do. It, it, that's, that's how I feel about it. If somebody makes my time so daggone enjoyable that it's worth that kind of money, then uh-huh. by all means, I may or may not have spent 30, 40 bucks in my chicken game this week. All right. <laughs> By the way, I refuse to pay for hats. I ain't, buy, I ain't buying hats. I'm not doing. I spent seven dollars on hats. <laughs> squid hats. I'm not buying. Okay. In real life. I'll spend sixty dollars on squid hats. I'm not going to buy any money. Uh, <laughs> spend any money on chicken hats. Anyway, listen. Uh, Liam says I've started measuring nights out in Scopely packs. Yeah. Okay. So I spent probably four or five Scopely packs at the bar this week. Um, all in all, it was uh, it was a fantastic time. And I really appreciate all the all the, uh, the the love and support and the messages and everything that came in while we were gone. I'm not going to talk about this all day. Um, I I do have one fun, interesting little thing to tell you about. Um, in our show teaser, anybody curious about item number two? <laughs> Name that ear obstruction. So <laughs> uh, this is not funny. I mean, it is, but it's not. On day two. Oliver DJ starts telling us he's got an earache. Right? Starts oh. telling us starts telling us that he's dizzy, right? I'm thinking, okay, he's got water in his ear, right? Um and so I send him in to Mrs. DJ's. I'm like, like, listen, he's probably got a little water in his ear, or whatever. We just need to drain that out. She looks in his ear, and there's something in it. So we we try for a minute or two to get it out, and we can't. And, uh, oh, God, Boaz, don't do that, Boaz. We can't, oh, God. We can't get oh, it out. Gross. We can't get it out. So 
Uh, and he's kind of freaking out, and it's hurting. His ear is red. He's he's in pain. He's got an earache. So she takes him over to, y'all, Mrs. DJs, what are you doing? She's hanging out in the chat. So we take him. She takes him. I stay with the bigger kids. She takes him over to the urgent care. They can't get it out. So then they refer him to the emergency room. This is an entire day. This is on what, Mrs. DJs? Day two? Maybe day two, day three? I don't know. So she spends all day with him in the emergency room. They can't get it out. They, uh, they schedule him, or, or they, they send him out of the ER saying he needs to be referred to an ENT for, for like oh a, a surgical extraction. Dude's got a pencil eraser stuck in his <gasps> ear. Now, oh, God. Now, a, 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 a pencil eraser? We ask him, we're like, how did that happen? And, of course, he's not really wanting to talk about it. So he's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't remember. But then later he says that it's been in there since school, which has been like two months. There's no way. There's no way that's been in his ear for two months. He says he can't remember. But there's no way. There's no way that that's been in his ear for two months. Mrs. DJs checks his ears because he does sometimes have earaches and stuff. Dude's got a pencil eraser stuck in his head. So uh, now that I'm going back to work tomorrow, I get to turn right around and take two more days off next week uh, to take him for uh, an ENT appointment to have him sedated and have the pencil eraser extracted from his skull. I mean, you you can't you just can't make stuff like this up. All right, can't happen. He's got a pencil eraser stuck in his head. So uh, we're <laughs> so we're we're gonna have to do that this week, and uh, that was. That was a rough day. After that day was the mermaid water incident, Captain Mark. All right. That was the mermaid water incident, followed by Oliver DJs gets to buy whatever the heck he wants. Okay. Like, Yay. that's what squid hats. Okay. Hey, how many of you guys have, uh, how many of you guys have ever heard of this place? I've never been, you know, it really was. We got, we got some medication for him, they gave him some great eardrops. And they, they kind of took the pain away, like, right away. Like, the very next morning, he was set. He slept a lot that afternoon. It was a traumatic day. You know, he'd been in the ER and in urgent care. Everybody's digging at his ear. He came back probably, what, 3 or 4 o'clock, uh, 3 or 4 o'clock, and, uh, and then he just slept the rest of the day. It was a rough day. But the, the medicine that we got appeared to be pretty good. We, put, we bought, you know, whatever, earplugs, like the silicone things, so water couldn't get in there. And he had a, a lot of, lot of uh, fun the rest of the week. And and pretty much made a new home. Who guys know, who, who's ever heard of this place? I've never heard of this place before, but they say that they've been around for like four or five years. Sugar Life. Sugar Life. Anybody ever heard of this place? So no. they, have, they have stores uh, like every stone's throw in Myrtle Beach. I think we saw six or seven. No, wait, was it five? They've got five. But there was like three of them within walking distance of our hotel. That's right. It's a big candy and ice cream store. I mean, massively large. Huge, in fact. We went in. We saw some candy that we haven't seen since we were kids, me and Mrs. DJs. And then, of course, they had other things, you know, like, you know, whatever, some hoodies and, and stuffed animals and all this other candy and, and juices. I mean, well, Mrs. DJs, what was some of that juice that you said you haven't ever you haven't drank since you were a kid and they had shelves full of it i mean we're talking like old school candy folks like old school little was it little hugs no were those the barrels 
Little Hugs. I think I remember Little Hugs. Maybe I don't remember. But they had they had all kinds of stuff. They had like cream sodas and uh, just man, yes, yes. Okay, you got it. Certainly the the waxy bottle things with a little bit of juice in it. There was no vodka at this one, Peter. Now, <laughs> now hold on, hold on though. There was a place. All right, let me let me do let me do this one. How many of you guys have ever heard of Buzzed Bull? You ever heard of the Buzzed Bull? Anybody who's been to Myrtle Beach. The Buzzed Bull Creamery. Dude, they, they infuse tequila into, no, was it tequila or rum? They infuse liquor into your ice cream. <laughs> no. That's brilliant. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, my God, I'm being raided right now. Who is it? I'm getting those. <laughs> Getting, yeah, it's, oh man, I got raided so much this week. I would be sitting on the beach. I'd be sitting on the beach and I'd forget. I mean, I got raided. What was it? I told I told somebody in the chat here. How much was it? Is Wardod listening? Jonathan Ingram, you're listening. How much did I get raided from this past week? You guys got oh my god, what was it like two hundred billion off of me this week? Two hundred billion off of me, guys. <laughs> The incursions didn't even start yet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the that was the funny joke about it. Incursions hadn't started, and they had already gotten two hundred billion off of me. I was just trying to give it to Server Fifteen before Server Fourteen had a chance to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. That's what we. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to give it all to Server Fifteen. Um, listen, Buzz Bull, part cream. of your evil plan. Yeah, Buzz Bull <laughs> let you take whatever flavor ice cream you wanted, and then they would infuse uh, liquor into it. Like, and it was it was the coolest thing. I took video of this process so wow. I could share it with you guys. This video, it's like really, adult, really it's rocky like an road, adult, uh, cold stone creamery. Yeah, yeah. So they take the you know whatever flavor you want, they pour shots into it. They had liquid nitrogen running through these mixers. All right, so that it would freeze the liquor into your ice cream. It's the, the most it's crazy. That's so, amazing. Cool stuff at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, and that's where we were. And uh, I appreciate them for those of you who were trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, obviously we weren't we weren't advertising that before we went, but now that we're back, it was a great time. And uh, and shout out to everybody at our resort that made it an absolutely wonderful trip. Uh, the bartenders especially. Right, Mrs. DJs? That mermaid water was vicious. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and we both we both uh, hatched many, many chickens while we're sitting on the beach together. Uh, it was uh, it was a good time. Yes, Mrs. DJs is now is now playing the chicken game, as are all three of my children. We are all <laughs> we're all hatching chickens. Uh, it was uh, it was good. Captain Taylor says I knew that that photo was from Myrtle. Um, there was there was some great stuff. You know that video. So the video that I released, uh, my Captain Chili Pants video. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, once we get into more serious business. Uh, that backdrop. I legit. I took that. I I just sat my phone up and recorded for like five or six minutes, and that was an evening. That was night vision on my iPhone. That was real moonlight reflecting off the ocean. Oh god, it was beautiful. It is beautiful. We had a little bit of rain here and there, but overall, it was really a phenomenal week. 
It was a really good week. So I appreciate you guys letting me have the time off. Thank you so very much. It was much needed for me. It was much needed for my family. Uh, and uh, I, I really, really do appreciate uh, you guys giving me the flexibility to go. We've got a lot of content to do. We've got a lot of content to make up. Uh, we will be on Twitch uh, very, very soon. Probably not tonight. I might, it, just depending on how work and everything goes, I might try to get on Twitch tomorrow. I know... I will be doing a Twitch stream Friday, uh, Trader, because I have to leave town again this weekend to travel to our ENT for the upcoming (laughs) extraction of said pencil eraser. All right. Uh, That will be happening Monday and Tuesday. Uh, You just got to take a screw and screw it into the eraser so you get a good grip. All right. Let me just tell you. That seems like a very bad idea. Let me tell you. for me, Mrs. DJ's was getting so aggravated at me because I am a panicky parent. All right. When Oliver was starting to like, you know, freak out and we were trying to get this thing out and he was screaming and squealing and like, I'm just like, I'm like, stop, stop everything. Don't do it. Don't touch it. I'm like, I'm that parent. All right. Like if you've ever, if you work in the medical uh, industry or anything like that, I I can't, I'm, I'm a bad I'm a bad dad to be in the room. You just need to turn his head to the one side, just keep smacking it until it comes out. <laughs> all, all you, all you really need is a pair of tiny tweezers, and if mm-hmm. his nose doesn't glow red, then you're fine. Uh, right? Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Right. The operation <laughs> game. Now, I, I was, I was a bad parent. So, so much so that she did not take me to the urgent care and the ER. But in all fairness, Mrs. DJs, you also said, you also said that it was stressing you out at the ER because they, you know. It's it's tough. It's tough when you see your little one, when you see your little one in pain and he's screaming and squealing and like that's dangerous, right? It's sensitive. It's right up against his it's a pencil eraser in a hole where it doesn't belong. All right. It's not supposed to be in there. Who knows how long it is? Uh Mrs. DJ says yes, it was stressful, but I was not in fact crying more than him. Alright, that's not true. Maybe a little. Partially. Okay, anyway. Uh, just a shop fact. You could have done that. I did freak out more than him. Uh, paywall K21. Sorry, I read his new na- nickname. It's K21 over there hiding behind the paywall. Anyway, listen. Uh, this week was probably a good time. I don't know. I say it was a good time for me to go. I was excited about incursions. I wanted to play. You guys have known that I wanted to play incursions, but it wasn't going to. Uh, it, it wasn't. You know, obviously we were going to be gone when this was supposed to happen. So. Yes, indeed. Just for you. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Scopely did, in fact, accept my generous donation to intentionally torpedo the first run of incursions um, <laughs> that manifested itself in the form of event scoring. Now, I put out a video on this. I am going to give you guys an opportunity to sound off on this because I got a lot of PMs. I heard a lot about this, Mark. After I released this video... People, I got some PMs. Oh, I can't believe you're defending this. I can't believe you you posted this. I've lost all respect for you. Well, okay, I'm sorry. You don't have to agree with everything I say. Nobody has ever said that this is the cult of DJs and you must drink my Kool-Aid. Like, that has never, ever happened. Okay, I'm one not... of us. One of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> I've never said you have to agree with everything I say. More, really, more importantly, what we do here is, I think, provide more entertainment 
uh, than really anything else, but also information, all right? I've never really made it a huge priority to share uh, my opinions uh, on a lot of things. As a matter of fact, I mean, I have, but sometimes I try to, to, to be more conservative on that stuff. But nonetheless, I was really compelled, Mark. I was really compelled to come out and say, I, I understand, I understand that people were very anxious and very upset that it didn't end up panning out. But I don't fundamentally believe that it was as broken as what everybody said it was. Bye, Mrs. DJs. Love you. Love you. I don't feel like it was as fundamentally broken as what a lot of people thought. Let me come to the panel first. I will come to the chat. You guys are welcome to raise your hands if you guys have some comments. This is absolutely your first time to kind of really sound off since incursions didn't work the first time. Just, your video kind of felt like you were saying, um, well, there's still uh, water in the pools on the Titanic. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> Okay, fair. That's right. Everybody enjoy your swim, all right? Those pools are, the pools are still there. Um, Come on in. The water's fine. The water's fine. You know, listen, I never once said that it, that it was fine, all right? Obviously, the events weren't working. And what I said to Echo was, Scopely did the right thing. They yes. pulled it, okay? How many times have events stayed up? And they tried to adjust this or tried to adjust that. Or, moreover, they just come out and say, well, we'll take it under advisement for future runs, but we're going to leave it alone today. Yes. You know, what yep. they did here by pulling it was, in fact, the right thing to do. Because, I agree. Because Absolutely. it wasn't working properly. But what wasn't working was, well, this, this infinite rating thing. All right, that was obviously an issue. The resources somehow were just magically duplicating themselves in space. Wasn't it called infinite incursions? Uh, it was. It was meant <laughs> so... for you. It was meant for you to be able to do it forever, everybody. Now you understand. All right, it was. Uh, it was some type of rating bug, which is. I mean, when Echo came on, and and explained it to me, and then I said, this this has to be public. Like we've got to share this. That's what took a little bit longer because. We had, to, we had to pitch the powers that be. Be like, listen, this is not an, a bad thing for us to talk about. Like, the, the fundamental core principles of communication in this game, we've been talking about it for years, Trader, is Absolutely. acknowledgement, explanation, what we're going to do, and how we're going to take care of you. Okay, those are the four pieces. I've said this for years. The four pieces of an essential communication. Acknowledgement, all right? Explanation. Uh, resolution and comp. And by golly, man, Echo checked off the boxes. Did he not? All Absolutely four. Absolutely, he did. He did a good Absolutely. job. Absolutely. But people, people upset, Trader. People complaining. Well, they only pulled it because I could have gotten an infinite amount of dilithium. <laughs> Duh. <No. laughs> Duh. Okay. <laughs> That's... Yes, that was probably part of it, all right? But moreover, the events just weren't scoring. And what was at the core root, Karkin, of this entire infinite incursion schedule? What was the whole point? Mm -hmm. 
overlaying your question. Well, well was, wasn't it staggered just in case that there was an issue like this that they didn't anticipate? Well, that's so true. It wasn't going to get rolled out to everybody at once. True. Oh, but but oh, the, the, the schedule itself, all right, every single event tied to one another. Every single event had fed into another type of meta. Every single event had something to do with something else. And the entire 24 hours would not have been completable, would not have been successful, would not have been even, gosh, worth it is a dangerous set of words, Trader, because I know some people don't feel like it's worth it. We'll talk about that. All right. But but nothing would have potentially worked. Everything. Thank you, Scaly. Everything uh, had some type of synergistic quality with everything else. The entire and that was all tied to raiding, is what you're saying. Well, raiding and killing ships. How many people attacked a base to do some raiding? Did you guys notice whether or not you got kill points if there were ships? Moreover, for the APAC players, how many of you guys noticed that that if there were ships in dock, they didn't die? <laughs> yeah, it was getting reported. The only people who were able to raid were people who found bases that had no ships in dock. All right? Benny Hill has the bigger point here. If every event was tied to something else, how have we seen that manifest in the past? We usually see completion of an event. It's, it's, we see it all the time in metas, right? You finish one event and you get completion points or progress points in another overarching style of meta, right? Yes. So if you couldn't complete this event, then how could you have completed the next event? And the event after that, or the overall 24-hour event. How was your server going to win? You got it. Everybody loses. Everybody loses. Benny Hill's got it. You're not being able to collect the rewards. So even if you were playing in an event that did score, maybe you weren't raiding. Maybe you were just killing hostiles or uh, you know do, do, doing the PvE. Maybe you were killing PvP, whatever. All right? That, by the way, was scoring but you couldn't collect the rewards. Simple UI issue because they they prioritized the server versus server scoreboard and it was prioritized so high on that list, Trader, that your claim button didn't show up. Yep. Simple, simple stuff. Now, I love this comment. This comment... I, I love it. I want to read it because I even put it in a video trader. This comment is what I love. You're glossing over the minor errors, DJs. The only thing that worked was server transfer, which you could have done for the last two years, and the chat. Everything else was broken. See, I love this comment. Thank you for making that comment. I argue you, sir. This is not server transfer. Tell me what part. Any level 12 or anybody who's ever transferred a server, tell me, were you able to keep your original alliance and your chat and your exos and your diplomacy and then chat with your home server and your galaxy chat on the new server and still see your events on the old server and be able to play in leaderboards from your original server? I mean, in in any way, shape, or form, have you ever been tied to your original server in any 
kind of way. Nope. No. No. Absolutely not. I would agree with somebody who says that the core action of moving an account, but this was way, way more than that. Okay? This was not moving an account. This was temporarily relocating yourself while keeping everything that kept you belonging to your original home server. All right? This is not a server transfer at all. And this is why, right here, this trader is why I had to make a video while I was on flipping vacation. Because this is what was going around. There were other people speaking this truth with my finger quotes in the air. Ah, server transfer has been around for two years. What are you smoking, man? Listen, I love you. I love you. Love you, love you, love you. But what? I could not have disagreed anymore with that statement. So much so that I'm sitting with President Echo at 1 o'clock in the morning making a video after spending four hours begging the engineers and begging the legal team to let me have these answers. Because other than that, the only thing we've got out in the community is, well, server database connections and server transfers in two years and stop making content. I just disagree. All the love and respect in the world, but I just cannot get on board with that. How many of you... But but DJs, in fairness, the idea of stop making new content and fixing what's broken comes from a place of frustration. Mm -hmm. That, look, we have all of these mechanics that don't work correctly, and we know it, and they keep rolling out new content, most of which is broken, too. And so it comes from a place of frustration with the game and the developers and the the seeming inability to get out of their own way. I would agree no. that, that that is a real frustration. Not taking that away, not invalidating that in any way, shape, or form. It's real. And I feel it the same way that you guys all feel it. But that is not the answer. Stopping new content isn't the answer. What you need to do is maybe dedicate a little bit more time, dedicate a little bit more people, all right? But we already know mm-hmm. that they work in pods. As a matter of fact, one person that I'm very, very close to over at game design when i when i am begging for answers to these questions all right and i'm talking and i'm explaining and i'm i'm asking these questions you know what the original response was gosh i have no answers for you i got no clue because this wasn't my project guys not everybody at scopely knows everything about everything as a matter of fact trader i think it's it's super obvious to us Mm-hmm. that the largest percentage of Scopely does not have any idea what a, any other department is working on at any given time. That is very apparent, yes. Okay. I don't necessarily think that that's a, a, a super good thing. Ripper would say, on the other hand, that it's completely normal. All right. I mean, how many of you guys, software developers, you work in pods, you work in teams. And and while you and I might say that communication needs to be better, somebody like Ripper would say, listen, I give no dams about what pod 7254 is working on because it doesn't affect me. 
All right. I need to know what affects me and my project. All right. Now, I'm not defending the fact that they don't know. I'm just reinforcing the fact that there were probably five people out of the 150 working on this game that actually knew why this failed. All right. How, how do you know what affects you and your pod if you don't have any communication? I do believe communication is important all the way around. And, and to Trader's point, we see a lot of times where bugs recur because pod 7542 doesn't know what pod 3679 is doing. So they're working on a set of code that's already been patched and released. And, and, and again, Ripper could explain this all too well, but why did we see the summoning issue with Drydock G come back after three months? All right. This is an example of player-facing frustrations, player-facing bugs, that Ripper again would come out and say, guys, this is actually all very, very normal. Now, we find frustration with that, but you look at other games. I downloaded a couple of games while I was on vacation this week. I played a lot of video games, all right? Some of them, God, are buggier than Scopely's. It's crazy, okay? Some of them were just bad. And because I hadn't had a time to fall in love with it, hadn't had time to, to become invested into it, I just uninstalled the game. That's what Scopely needs to be concerned with, is that players who are not as invested as maybe you or I, Mm -hmm. the new players, the new players, can find this game, download it, and be like, well, God, this sucks, and then bounce. That's what Scopely needs to be concerned with. And yes, I do think that there's things that can happen that would improve that process. Let's take a look at What's going on with events today? Now, today, again, Ripper would say that what's happening today is this Redis issue. And I know it's it's happening. Uh, what is it? The EU servers? Again? How many of you guys have got the super bad lag? Because crazy enough, I'm not oh. getting it at the moment. Like, I've been able to score. Uh, it, has, it has been 45 minutes since I pulled miners, and I have not had any of my mining count yet Uh, on server 20 see um and and by the way i've already escalated it they know they're working on it but but i guarantee i know what's going on um it's the same issue that's been happening uh for like five maybe or six different times now with this this redis thing and i know that that's not an excuse but scopely you, you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to solve this quicker than what you have it's been what almost two it's been two weeks I think wasn't the first time this happened was actually on a U.S. server, and it was um, the Thursday before I left on vacation, I believe. So we're at mm-hmm. about ten days now. Yep. All right, ten days. Uh, this is uh, this is dangerous territory, Scopely. You're gonna have to you have to solve this. But um, crazy enough, and I know people aren't gonna believe me. You can take the information for what it's worth. Like I said, you don't have to agree. This is not related to incursions. It has nothing to do with incursions. This is completely related to a third-party software that's suddenly having uh, integration problems. And, and those integration problems, Trader, very well could be related to the architectural changes that, that Scopely made as a result of preparing for incursions. Okay? Uh, uh, yeah. They haven't acknowledged that to me, but, but that's, 
that's what's different, <laughs> right? I mean, Red, yeah. they've been using Redis for a while. All right, they've been using it for a while, and now all of a sudden we've got a lot of these hangups. And and the only thing I can think is is some of the database style changing that has happened as a result of getting ready to incursions. On the other hand, I, I like what Boaz says. It's probably all the pips. I even yeah. said, I even said that to Ripper. Yeah, on, the pips. Yeah, I said that to Ripper. It, it's it's the pips. All right, uh, all the extra pips are are drowning out the server calls. Um, joking aside, though, this is one of those that will probably, I don't know, crazy enough, it did not impact Apex's uh, four-hour incursion. Um, it, I heard some people talking about lag, um, but it, it did not seem to be very widespread on the APAC during the time that the incursion server was up. Uh, as a matter of fact, when that when that worked, when, when it was going, it seemed to be working fine until Redis had you know some more of this uh, some more of this stuff. Now, Men says you know APAC also has a lot less load. You're absolutely right, which is kind of why they started this way. Eight servers compared to the fifty or sixty some that will happen with the U.S. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and slightly fewer on the EU servers. That is going to happen on Wednesday. Moreover, Stevens Aaron points out, you know, golly, at the time of event reset, you probably still had half of APAC sleeping. That eh, could be. Could be. I'm, what time was it, APAC? It was nighttime for them, right? Like 8, 9 o'clock in some regions. Uh, of course, in New Zealand, it was 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. All right. Um, <clears throat> that being said, who knows what's going to happen this week? They have shared with me that their software is ready to go. Uh, how many of you guys have downloaded your client update? Please be sure to do that or you will experience similar issues. Uh, the client update was launched Thursday. Actually, it was Wednesday evening. I believe that it was uh, Wednesday evening this past week. Uh, Grug and Dola says, I got mine about 30 hours ago. Okay, very good. Double Eagle says, everybody knows, DJ, what's going to happen Monday through Wednesday. I got to be honest with you, Double Eagle. I am still hoping for the best. I mean, here's, here's how I look at it. You had an event claim issue. All right, that was the first one. That's simple. That's a HUD change. That's UI. Not a big deal. Like, that wasn't even related to the function of the event. It was just, uh, that was like removing your helps button. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just an oversight. It was an oversight, not defending it, all right? But it was an oversight in the, in the graphical piece that just, it was just gone. You just couldn't claim your rewards, all right? Men says the infinite looting and the ship's not dying. Okay, again, I hope that you went back and watched the video, but this one was simple as well, crazy enough. Suppression of shields. Hey, Trader, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Since day yep. one in this game, what has the function of a shield been? To stop your ships from getting destroyed, your defense platforms from going boom, and your resources from getting stolen. Uh-huh. Now, when <laughs> we suppressed the shields... What was technically mm-hmm. still going on in the background? They said it. The peace fields were 
technically still ticking down. They were still there. They were still counting down, but they were allegedly, supposedly, the shields were not functional, right? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it seems like they kind of got that right. You went to a level 19 system. Was it working, APAC players? You went to a level 19 system. Did your shield pop up? Yes, it did. You went to a level 20 plus system. Did the shield seemingly disappear? Yes, it did. Were you able to be attacked? Yes, you were. Were you able to attack and the shield not drop? Yes, you were. Literally, everything about that that Scopely had tried to prepare for did, like what they told us, Trader, did actually function with one little exception. There apparently, maybe somewhere in the bowels of this game, was a simple piece of code that just simply said, if there's a shield, this player cannot be harmed. Mm-hmm. Well, we forgot that one. <laughs> we forgot that one. Simple oversight, right, man? Simple oversight. Funny thing, I would actually hazard a guess. I would actually hazard a guess that whoever was actually developing this, was writing this code, probably didn't even know about that original string. I mean, how many how many of the game's actual creators do we still feel are working in Digit Studios? Because I don't know the answer. Hero. I don't know the answer, but I bet it's not very many. All right? I'm willing to bet zero. Creators of this game, actual coders, okay, who wrote the function of the game, I wonder how many of them are still here. So if you've got somebody coming in to work on something, they're they're working on stuff to try to write this and make that work. But then there's that one little hidden piece of code back in the in the header data of the meta on page 769. You guys like the 769 today. All right. On that page of the code that just simply said, when there's a shield, a player may not be harmed. Well, they were able to find that. And it was literally like, delete, click, done. Now, now, there is a valid argument. Why wasn't it found in testing? Right? That's a valid argument. It's true. I maintain that. I will stick with you, community, in your corner. Why wasn't that able to be duplicated? I don't know. Was the event specific to rating, not tested? I mean, did did they, the team, the, the responsible for looking at this, just simply say, okay, the shield's not showing up, but I still see the clock? Okay, must be performing the way it was. Did they actually perform an attack? Probably not. All right. Or if they did, was it presented? Was there a fix? Was, was somebody notified that it wouldn't work properly? Maybe. Who knows? Ripper has, again, I, I'm channeling my inner Ripper. He would come out here and say, listen, you guys give QA a lot of grief. It's probably not always QA. You know? Not always. Sometimes QA may speak up and they're told, uh, pass it. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, that happens. How many of you guys in development have heard that before? We've got a deadline. It's got to roll. Now, again, not defending. That should have been caught. Really, truthfully. All right. I could understand the HUD thing because they don't, in QA, they don't probably actually have events that are up. You know, they're not planning events. They're testing mechanics. So the event, the HUD thing, I'm willing, I'm willing to give that a pass and say that that was a stupid detail. I do believe that the testing of, of attack mechanics and rating mechanics probably should have been looked at. Nonetheless, I've been told that it's a relatively simple thing. And you guys already have your client update. I will tell you, probably should, I will. I will tell you that I was asked for my opinion on when it should relaunch. I highly encouraged Monday for a few reasons, okay? One, (laughs) I didn't want to spring it on anybody. And I think Echo and I were very much on the same page here, okay? We, We were both pushing for Monday pretty heavily. A, people needed to have a little bit more time, okay? Needed to get ready to to know it was coming again. Gave Scopely a little bit more time to hopefully, potentially, maybe go and actually test this thing out, all right? Give everybody the notification. But here was was my next piece. The calendar was already light. You remember us talking about this in the video, Trader? Yeah. The Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday calendar sucks. Like, when I first looked at the calendar, I just assumed that Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday of this week was the second run of incursions because the calendar was so daggone light. You know? Oh, maybe it was intended to be, in which case, it's the perfect place to put the second run. <laughs> yeah, sure. There we go. <laughs> All right. I mean, just here to tell you, folks. Now, you say, have I looked at the 19th on events? Uh, well, I think so. Yeah, I've got a heavy hitter. And I've got a field duty event for Borg. Now, I don't know if anybody noticed the field duty events. Uh, The field duty events were, as expected, the simplest of simple things. I mean, doing your dailies on hostels finished the field duty events. All right, they were really simple. They had an any ship mechanic. They had an any hostile mechanic. And by the time you got done with your daily hostiles and your daily swarm, the the uh, the field duty events were pretty much done. You know, like they, they were done. So really requires not a heck of a lot to, to accomplish that. That being said, you got field duty on Monday, field duty Tuesday, field duty Wednesday. Wednesday, you've got an away team's assignment, solo milestone, uh, admittedly, on Tuesday and Wednesday, you've got heavy hitter, but most people are doing that with swarm or exchange anyway. You will have periods during that time. I mean, it's a 48-hour event. Incursion is only 24. So even if you're the United States, you could play heavy hitter on Wednesday. If you're the EU, you could play heavy hitter on Tuesday. Not to mention, during your own incursion, you'll have 12 hours of defense period where you could still do some stuff on your own server as long as you're watching your six. On Monday the 18th, for the APAC players, you've got Latin Mining Monday, and you've got a jellyfish auction 
for level 39, uh, sorry, level 36 plus. That's it. That's it. Now, have they added something? Let me go back here and look. Let's just check the new updates because I'm still looking at, at my calendar from before vacation. Where are the events that we added? Anything on the... So the cipher. Heavy hitter Joker does not include... Uh, does heavy hitter include PvP? I don't think it does. I think heavy hitter was just hostiles, uh, critical damage after mitigation, right? So yeah. the cipher event moved to the 18th and 19th. Yes, I forgot the stupid news. Uh, I actually I gave it to you. Uh, Mermaid water, the pencil eraser in the ear. Uh, spent too much money on chickens. The pencil eraser wasn't stupid enough. The squid hats. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> I gave you the stupid. I gave you the stupid news today. Uh, okay, so the cipher event on the 18th and 19th. Now, here's what's crazy about the cipher event. Let's not forget what the original cipher event looked like. Cipher event number one was, in fact, 48 hours. Okay, do you remember? Cipher event number one lasted 48 hours. So even APAC players, if you get a Cypher event on Monday, you don't have to start it until Tuesday if you feel like you'd be distracted. Okay? Because it's a 48-hour event. There was some subtle design beauty here, Mark. Everything, everything, with the exception of Mining Monday, that is surrounding incursions as far as events go, was 48 hours. Giving you an entire day to work on this outside of your incursion. Now, I might agree with you, man. Forget about Mining Monday, but some people take it very seriously. So, I understand that. All right. Well, even with with the heavy hitter, um, if you don't get a jump on heavy hitter, uh, you can fall behind very fast. I I, I would almost disagree with that, and I, I'll tell you why. Because I didn't play in heavy hitter until about the last ninety minutes, and I placed in the top twenty-five. All right, so okay. I mean, if you're somebody like me who played both days and got four hundred billion points, you're not going to get first place. <laughs> See, I don't need first place. <laughs> I don't need first place. All right, uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't play any of these events with, with first with first place in my sights. Okay, I just wanted to get something and go home. All right, kind of the same thing that's going on. And and maybe this is where we can transition into rewards. And we'll we'll have to take a break before we do that. Maybe this is where we can transition into rewards because I'm hearing that a lot too, Trader. These rewards yeah. are bad. These rewards suck. These rewards are terrible. I maybe I'm. I've had too much mermaid water. I'm not feeling that way, to be perfectly honest. I've present. I, I've made my case. I'll share it with you on the other side of the break. I don't feel like the rewards are are overly horrific. I mean, are they overly generous? No. When have they ever been? Never. Never. Ever. ever. I mean, are these events pretty much customary to what? you guys are used to in your op segments i mean i know 50 plus they're complaining but you've been complaining like this ain't a new thing are these rewards worse than they normally are or are they about on par because i have 
made the unpopular statement, Trader, that regardless of what your CMs say, regardless of what the designers say, regardless of what of what Op says, all right, when you guys say the state of the economy is terrible, and it's been how many months now? Ten months? Yeah. I'm kind of here to tell you that this is probably the way that they want it to be. I agree with you. I disagree with that sentiment from Scopely, but I agree with your statement that this is how they want it to be for us. Yeah. And and why and I agree with with that. Like sure, we all want more. All right? And sure, it's still just too daggone expensive. Bubba Joe told me earlier, he was like this this just is what drives me to drink. He said, what was it? I, I've got a quote here. 14 buildings. He's mm-hmm. got 14 buildings left so he can build a G5 rare ship. But those 14 buildings would cost him $4,000 in packs. 40 packs, yeah. he says. 14 yeah. buildings, 40 packs. That's yep. three packs that per building. Not, that is not uncommon, and it gets exponentially worse at my level 57 i've almost maxed my rom rep now and i'm looking at spending like 80 grand now to go to up 60 so that's a hard decision you got to make and that's a hard pass for me which is where the hard feelings come into it because you can there's a stop put to your progression unless you're willing to pay a house-sized amount of money for the game and and this is where i do wish that bubba joe was present and i know that he's going to disagree and i know that most of the 50 plus players are going to disagree and it's not that i i i want to disagree i'm just simply saying like mathematically speaking all right and i and i've done a lot of this and i know i know that bubba and i've had many spirited conversations about the cost (laughs) of g4 when it was for example only 10 months old trader Mm-hmm. And and I feel like I feel like some players have, have probably forgotten what the game was like two years ago or three years ago or whatever whatever it was. But I remember these same comments. You know, like well, the, the difference in feeling between G four and G five is that in a very short time frame after the G four economy was launched, ship scrapping was launched, and by a short period of time, well, I mean it true. was like a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that. has made and continues to make progression through the G4 economy more manageable. There is no comparison in G5 to that. Well, you know what? That is one place where I will fundamentally agree and will constantly uh, have y'all's backs and push on this is that there needs to be a viable uh, ship scrapping mechanic even if it's not scrapping itself there needs to be some substitution of that influx of materials you know what i'm saying like i mean truthfully Mm -hmm. even now like right now i'm scrapping no lie i'm scrapping six level 26s a month how many materials is that i mean that's probably thirty thousand materials more yep yeah, more. It's probably more than that. Okay, so Darksider says, I agree that ship scrapping helps, but where do you get the G3 re- resources from? So first of all, 
I don't know. <laughs> but they're, they're always there. Is it in packs? Maybe. Is it in event rewards? Probably. Here's the thing. For me, and I know Trader and Bubba and, and anybody else who's, who's constantly got their scrapper going, we've got more than enough G3, right? For most people, for most people that are at this point, you're done with G3 stuff. Like, there's no research left. There's no buildings left. Nothing takes G3 anymore. So you're putting it all back into your ships. I know that's where I am. I have no buildings. I have no research that costs G3, except for some of the brand spanking new stuff. But even like the new uh, BK, the new station trees is all G4. It's 40 plus, you know? So so for me, uh, it's packs. It's events that are still giving G3, right? It's my battle pass. Uh, I have nothing to spend G3 on. So it 100% goes back into ships. All right. And for me, I can keep a level 26 ship in the scrapper 100% of the time. As a matter of fact, during this Uhura Ortega, uh, sorry, Uhura Ortega, uh, Ortega's auction, I've went ahead and taken another five or six ships to tier nine. All right. And during the, this, whatever this uh xp event that's going on right now the the uh, amalgam thing i have been leveling ships there it doesn't seem to be making a lot of difference trader um but yeah. i don't ex- <laughs> not at all no i don't expect to win auctions anymore because i'm in the i'm in the 45 to 60 bracket so i'm not gonna outspend anybody in ship xp okay but again mark i'm probably gonna place i'll probably pick up a few shards all right, and and this was part of where I wanted to lead into with rewards, so I'm going to save it for a minute. But um, you know, I, I'm doing that, so I've got like four or five more ships ready to go for the next, I don't know, twenty some days. All right. Moreover, as you level up, you will do more material efficiency research. All right, I can take a D three now. You guys tell me this, and, and this is going to sound, this is still going to sound high to Trader, but to a level 36 or a 39, you're going to think it sounds crazy. I can max a level 26 D3 now for less than 2,600 G3 Uncommon Crystal. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Now, somebody who's still having to spend 4,000 crystals like, whoa, how do you do that? Well, that's because research continues to progress as you go higher all right so at ops 46 i've got most of my efficiency research maxed out for my level it gets higher so it's going to be better than it is for 39 so again you guys say that g3 materials are the problem and i'm telling you they won't always be you will grow up past g3 and when that happens you've got nothing to put your g3 into other than ship scrapping which leads us back full circle. There is nothing like that for G4. And that's why the pain of progression is real for the G5 players. But I do digress in my points about rewards. They are the same as what they've always been. That doesn't make it defensible, but at least it's precedent. You know, we can't come and say that the rewards are just worse than ever because it's factually not true 
I really kind of wanted well, to I wait. Would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to wait till the other side of the break, but let's take a look at this Amalgam upgrade event right now. All right? This event, crazy enough, doesn't upset me. I know that some people don't like it for whatever reason. The brackets is what I'm hearing. 31 to 34. 35 and 36, nice tight bracket. 37 to 40, acceptable. 41 to 44 even, decent. Then, blam, 45 to 60. That's a pretty nasty bracket, admittedly. Yes. All right? It's a really nasty, nasty bracket, which is where I find myself, Trader. I'm an Ops 46, so I'm in that nasty, nasty bracket, 45 to 60. All right? On the other hand, on the other hand, what's a given? What's a given, folks? Not even, not even a small number of ROM shards. Look at 25th place. Is 27 ROM shards. Now, Bubba might not have a need for ROM. He says all the time that he doesn't raid. Trader, you, on the other hand, are a more aggressive player. Is Rom a an officer that you would find advantageous for yourself? I have Rom and I use Rom. Would you like the opportunity to progress him towards another tier? <clears throat> Given that his captain ability is what I find value in, I don't need to. Fair. Completely but, fair. But depending on how you are going to use him and you know, you might find that find value in tearing him up. For me, is his officer ability a multi shot? Yeah, his officer ability does increase the number of shots when attacking a base. Okay, I have a sanctus. I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Just gonna put it out there for me. Fair, but but are you finishing that battle? That I need. To. Are you finishing that battle in one round? Because you might be, and if you are, then you know, hey, you're right. Okay, if you're finishing it in that first round. But, and and Rex is right with the, oh, I get it. I get it. Well, but that only has to do with, with each weapon, right? It's not the round, it's the weapon. Rex says, don't forget with ROM, you run into an issue where the multiple shots are getting wasted killing the same ship over and over. But that's only per weapon, Rex. So when you go to the next weapon, then it will hit the next target. All right, so if you look at, for example, the Sanctus, which is what Trader is flying, and you look at the uh, firing pattern, uh, she's got three weapons. The first one would fire two shots, then two shots, then three shots. So even with a Tier 1 ROM, if you were able to take out that ship, Trader, in three weapon shots, right, your weapon number one would destroy that ship, okay? But you can kill a second ship with weapon number two, and a third ship with weapon number three, if, in fact, you can get through there. Now, where people say that they're wasting shots, right, Trader, is if you got three shots with weapon number one, but it didn't quite take it out, right? Yeah. And then the next weapon, you really only needed one more shot, but you wasted, but but you still sent three shots to that one ship. Mm -hmm. All right. So in that particular regard, that is certainly possible. All right, but that also is very target dependent and not something that you can predict depending on who's got what in base. 
All right. But I do agree with Karkin. Like, I find a great deal of value in upgrading him, even with my pylum. Because, I mean, I would love to take seven shots and make, him, make it 11, for example. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just big. Even, yep. even if I end up wasting a couple of those shots on a ship that I didn't need to, you know, it's still three. Here's, here's how I look at it. It's three weapons, Trader. So, at most, Bubba has said this on the show, at most, you can only hit three targets in that first round. Mm-hmm. At the Correct. most, you can't take out five targets because one target will be will be focused on by that weapon. So at most, you can do three weapons uh, or three targets. But I would sure like to make Dagon sure that those three ships are destroyed, Trader. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, and and you're absolutely correct for a for a player at your level or lower, a little bit higher. That absolutely would make a big deal, and that's something that you know. You want to, he's an officer you want to upgrade. For me and how I choose to, you know, I don't have the completionist. I have to do everything. I have to win everything. I look at what amount of time do I need to put in? How much do I need this reward? And is it worth the amount of time I'm going to put into it? And for this particular event, it isn't. Mm -hmm. It was worth a lot of my time to dump resources into the event for um, the syndicate XP. Because I wanted those 110 shards of Pike. Yeah. Because I could tear him then. Yeah. So that had value for me. Everybody absolutely. Everybody is going to be a little bit different. Be a little bit different. And, and we will, I guess we'll take a break right after this because we are very much bleeding now into what I wanted to, to kind of counter some, some people talking about event rewards. Okay. And it's not to discredit uh, or, you know, I do wish Bubba were here because he would debate me on this. He's talked to me about it. And, and I have told him, I, I kind of, I do fundamentally disagree. You know, we take a look at the Amalgam event. We got ROM. ROM, even narratively, is a perfect reward for an Amalgam event. All right? He's meant for raiding or base cracking or, or this and that. And, and BK's in the chat. She's debating, and I appreciate that. Okay? But you've got essentially an Amalgam upgrade event. Which, if you're going to win, right, Mark? If you want first place, you're going to spend. You're going to spend. Nobody's going to win this event without spending money. But for 25th place, and I can still hook up with 27 ROM shards, you know, I can probably stomach that. All right, let me see where I'm at right now because I, I don't even think that I'm there. Yeah, I've still got work to do. I'm currently in 56th place, but I have mapped out a potential plan to get myself into that last bracket, but it also depends on what other people are going to do in the meantime. If I wake up tomorrow and 25th place is 50 million points, then I am probably going to let it go. And this is, this is simple event analysis that I've encouraged everybody to do for, for years. If you look at the bottom bracket and it's easy to get into, then sure, do it. Some rewards are better than none. It doesn't have to be first place, right, Mark? For you, it does, seemingly. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. All right? For me, I'm just looking at it and saying, hey, listen, if I can do absolutely nothing and score 27 ROM shards, then I'm down for that. It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to do that, Trader. All right? Well. Let's take a look at another one. 
Let's go over and look at the material spend auction for Ortegas and Uhura, which this time did launch in its 96-hour format as it was originally intended to be and as I informed you that it would be. This one is a solo leaderboard that goes 50 spots deep. Now, 50th place, not that big of a deal. Right, Trader? Three shards for me. Three shards of Ortegas, three shards of Uhura, big whoopee. All right? This is not an auction that I'm going to go into crazy, uh, crazy. I'm not going nuts for it. On the other hand, some players are because of what Bubba praised about this on our last show before vacation. What is first place? Enough shards for tier two of two new rare officers. Mm-hmm. Bubba Joe praised this event, saying that a rare officer auction finally gave the number of shards that felt like it was an appropriate number for a, for a material spend auction. Some people are working on this trader. First place in my bracket is 41 million points. 41 million. Wow. Somebody on my server really wants this pair of officers. Or they just, you know, you talk about getting paid for the events that you do. Somebody just wanted to spend some resources they accumulated on fill in the blank, and then they get rewarded for doing that. Sure. Absolutely. That is perfectly plausible. Maybe they don't care about the officers at all, but it's an opportunity to get paid for doing something. Yep. Which is another day one teaching of Ultimate DJ's University. All right? Same thing. I mean, I'm, I'm putting some... I, I don't want to say I'm putting effort into it. I am currently 24th place in this auction. All right? I will likely, unless it gets crazy, I will likely try to maintain a top 25. Unless it gets crazy, in which case, I'm not going to dump tens of thousands of materials for three shards, Trader. All right? Don't blame me. <laughs> if I fall into the 26 through 50, then so be it. I'm not going to spend crazy for, for the difference between three shards and six shards. Okay? So I'm going to watch this one. I'm going to keep my eye on it. All right, but there is another solo leaderboard that is decently rewarding. Let's talk about another one. Syndicate Advancement. Trader, you just talked about it. The ever-so-coveted new Strange New Worlds Captain Christopher Pike. This auction only went 25 spots deep, and I finished in fourth place awarding myself 62 pike shards and moreover enough shards to promote him to tier two that was worth it to me trader you went heavily in this auction correct i did i won my bracket and it was totally worth it to me i think it is also totally worth it even to me his officer ability is beast so you just bought Syndicate, or did you, like, just that in conjunction with planning? 20000 I spent no money. 
Zero. Not directly. 20,000 multiphasic credits got me into fourth place. Now, somebody would, thought- somebody would tell me that that is a, a terrible use of my multiphasic credits, but was it? I got a tier two pike out of it. You know, as a higher level player, I'm going to tell you, I find a great amount of value in syndicate uh, benefits, both what you get as you progress through Grush, the officer, I think well, well worth an expenditure of resources, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just pike after all. It was on, yep. it was on, it was only one tier for me, but it was a tier up, you know, in in my syndicate uh, in my syndicate tree there. So again, yeah. not maybe the wisest use of multiphasics, but it didn't give me the direct materials, but it certainly rewarded me elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I fast tracked oh. my syndicate tree. I'm now uh, getting bonus scrapping speed. Bonus defense platform yep. damage, which didn't seem to stop Wardod twenty minutes ago, uh, <laughs> and, 15, and fifteen percent extra cargo. All right, but again, coming down to worth of the rewards, Syndicate was its own reward in and of itself. Pike was another reward, and I do spend, folks. I had 31,000 multiphasics sitting because I was saving them for the right time when I really needed something. If it was for me to tear up my pylum, so be it. If it was for me to push to, to Shipyard 46 so I could build the pylum, so be it. If I needed the materials, so be it. Multiphasics to me are kind of like the old loyalty tokens. They're money in the bank. Right? I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. The, the multi-phase credits um, that I have are money in the bank. They are there for when I am that mm-hmm. close to pushing over the hump for something. All right? The rainy day exactly. funds. Yeah, rainy day funds. I like it. For this event, exactly right here, Mark, when I look and I'm like, wow, okay, I could spend about 20,000 multi-phasics, which is a lot, mm-hmm. but... I can also tear up my pike and grow a level in Syndicate XP. I don't think that's a bad deal. I absolutely agree with you. So I did it. Absolutely agree with you. So I did it. Yeah. All right. And and that I found value. And not to mention, I also picked up... I mean, I spent 20,000 multiphasic, so I I picked up probably over a billion deal, too, while I was at it. And a bunch of latinum, about 600,000 latinum while I was at it. All right. So, so added value. Yeah. Oh, added added value. value. I did get some gas. You know, there's not a lot in there, but I did pick up some gas. All right. So, so all around worth it to me for an event that is awarding a highly coveted officer. Let's look at one more. At one more. What was. Dang on it. What was the other one? There was one more. Help me remember it, folks. It might still be going on here. Nope, that's not it. Which event had Jayla in it? Is it Fatal Frontier? Oh. Here it is. Fatal Frontier. Yeah, it's still going on. Fatal Frontier has Jayla shards. Now, granted, another type of auction. 
another uh, solo leaderboard. Right, Trader? Spending, leaderboard. spending and- directives. A cross-server spend directives. But, but, yeah. but, but it does go 100 spots deep. All right. Moreover, this one is slightly different than the last cross-server solo leaderboard auction, which I believe was during Anthology. You guys might remember Bubba Joe was actually very unhappy with that one. All right. Because that particular event was older content, even though first place offered double shards. Remember, Trader? Yes. Yep. This one does not. Oh, man, Scopely, greedy, except Jayla is another one of those where it's kind of niche and you either really have to have it or you don't care, right? Yes, exactly. For me, I have her. She's at tier two. I don't feel the need to get her any further, so this is not an event for me. You probably don't even do Swarm anymore for your dailies, right? Uh, not unless a uh, battle pass event forces me to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on I the other Jayla hand, every day. on the other hand, there's a lot of people saying Jayla, man, Jayla, Jayla's where it's at. I need Jayla. I want Jayla. And, and for some players, I, I would agree that that's very good. That's a very good officer to have. All right. Absolutely. Tier one is 130 shards. Tier two is 100 shards. So, in this particular auction, even second place could get you to tier two. All right. Now, because this officer is kind of weird in her shard count is why I'm not as fussy about it. But it's still less shards than when we did TOS Kirk. Remember? Bubba was very upset about it. Yes. Yes. And this is less shards. But, but let's fundamentally examine this event. Don't think that it's an auction for spend, Mark, because it's actually not. Wait, what? What, DJ? What are you smoking? What? This is not a spender's auction. This is a grinder's auction. If, 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 if you have an alliance... You have an alliance that can go ham on some armadas. You need to be staggering them out. Okay? It, this is an alliance. Uh, I would. Uh, you can. All right, let me say this without offending anybody. This is a riding coattails event. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw it out there. This, this is an event where you need someone like me to start all the armadas you in the world and you can right. join them all. You're daggone right. This is a coattail riding event. Okay? Because look, spending the directives. Guys, have anybody done the math? An uncommon start gets you how many points, Mark? 30,000. A 30,000. Okay. An epic start gets you how many, Mark? 30,000. 30,000. A rare start gets you how many points, Mark? Uh, oh, 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 I think I noticed 30,000. 30, <laughs> Guys, it does not matter. All right? Now, this is why I say it's not a spender's event. Because uncommon starts 
get you the exact same number of points as an epic start. Okay? This is not a spender's event. You should have thousands upon thousands of uncommon directives. Just real quick, how many Armada events required rare and epic directives last month? Anybody remember? Were there any metas? Were there any required battle pass events? Was there anything that required rare or epics? You got it. Guys, the answer is zero. Because every Armada event we had last month scored in exchange. Every single one worked in exchange. That was June. Dare we go back to May? How many Armada events did we have in May that required rare and epic starts in the month of May? Required. When I talk about required, I'm talking about metas, officer this, battle pass completion that. Zero. None. For two months, you should hopefully have been banking up your rares. I know people don't bank up epics. Even I don't bank up epics. Okay? But you could have had some extra rares. Now, IJ says this month has been pretty Armada heavy. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But you've got three months worth of uncommon and rare accumulation that you could have been spending. And Captain Taylor, thank you for making this point. He says, to be fair, DJs, you get more points for killing the rares and epics than you do the uncommons. Well, obviously. Absolutely. I agree. Which is why I'm pointing out, you should have a few. But moreover, you could still grind this thing out. A level 39 uncommon, after all, which I would imagine that most alliances can probably do these days, except for on the very new servers. All right? A level 39 uncommon, if you do three of those, it's equal to two Rare Armadas at level 38. Guys, think about this mathematical equivalent here for a second. Trader, if I told you you could do two rares or three uncommons, what would you do? Oh, the uncommons. I'd of course. Rares rares for a better event. Of course. Right? I mean, how many events have we seen where the rares are just so wildly out, outscoring, like, just stupid? Like, you can't grind enough. Right? Like, you see and recognize that it has to be a spender's event because there's no way to do it with uncommons. This isn't that event. Let's take a look at an epic. A level 39 epic gives you the same number of points as three level 39 uncommons. Wait, is that right? A 39 epic gives 270,000 points. But a 39 uncommon uh, uncommon gives 90,000 points. It's three to one, folks. Three to one. If that's not Grinder's event, I don't know what is. Now, someone's going to say, well, it's 45 minutes versus 15. Swagger says the time, though. I agree, which is why I started this conversation with a riding of the coattails event trader, because it can't just be one person, can it? 
your whole no, alliance has got to be invested. Yeah. Because w- what's the actual correct way to do this, trader? To daisy chain them. Yeah, that's right. Stagger your starts. Stagger your starts. Snipe says 39 epics or a one-hour respawn time. Since when? That's their max. Okay, but I mean, IJ will probably speak up. I've seen them on our server. <laughs> nobody's doing the epics, to be perfectly frank. On server 15, nobody's doing them. I've actually run two or three today, which is why I think that I might be able to get a few Jailer Shards out of this event. All right, I've spent a couple thousand epic directives. I've got them. Why? I mean, again, this is where I look and say, listen, if I can finish in the top 50, that's eight Jayla shards. Maybe that's not worth 2,500 to 3,000 epic directives. I don't know. Where else? Uncommons keep popping up like weeds. Do what now? The uncommons keep popping up like weeds. Uncommons are there a lot. All right. Uh, But I mean, I'm still seeing I'm still seeing a fair number of rares out there. Now, deep space. Yeah, deep space is garbage. Okay, the respawns in deep space are bad. That's why I'm doing my examples with 39s. If you are oh. running epics or rares in deep space, even the uncommons, mm-hmm. the, the respawn times out in deep space are still bad. I don't know why Scopely's ignored those for two years, but they're still awful. Okay? Um, however, if I'm looking at the 10 to 15-minute respawn time of a 39 uh, uncommon, and I, I mean, mathematically, even if the respawn time, guys, on an ep, on a 39 epic was one hour, I could still outscore with 39 uncommons. It's three to one. On a 39 uncommon, Wolfstein, you betcha. 10 to 15 minutes, tops. Okay. Now, the epics... They're actually sched- they're slated for, I think, what is it, uh, Captain Bull? 15 to 60 minutes? 15 to 60 on a 39 epic. All right. So it could be as much as an hour. That's logistic. Uh, or logistic. That's legit. Also logistic. Mermaid water, please. Um, all right. Possible. Logical. Legitimate. 15 to 60 minutes on a 39 epic. But you also got three systems where these things pop. At least three systems where they pop as an FKR, right? There's actually five total, but uh, on the uncommons and, and rares. But there's only three where you can find those epics. Where are they, Karkin? The Romulan version is the level 39 system Eden. The Federation system is the level 40 system, Groomsbridge. And the Klingon is the level 40, Ursva. Those are the three spots where you can find an FKR 39 uncommon, 38 rare, or 39 epic all in the same system. That is where you live for an event like this. Okay? And yes, Three systems for the entire galaxy trader. <laughs> but, but, surprise, surprise, surprise. At least the respawn timers are better than they used to be, and people are scoring in this event. Who is excelling in this event? Is it 
the people who have bought the most directives, Trader? No, I don't no. think so. No, it's not. It's the people. No, not even the people have G5 ships in their alliance. Although that's that's possible if they're going up and doing the deep spaces. But even if you were going to do the deep spaces, what is required, folks? You guys are talking about it. The respawn timers aren't good enough. Everybody's grabbing them the second they spawn. Who is grabbing them? The people who are willing to give the time to this event. Thus, I designate this event as a grinder's event. The people grabbing those armadas are the ones giving it the most screen time. Wolfstein says those without a life. We don't use those kinds of mean words here. Okay? It could have been. Yeah, I take offense to that. That's right. Mark wins all grinding events, okay? (laughs) He likes eight-day mining leaderboards, all right? Well, I don't know if I like them. All I right. Do them. All I'm saying is the people who Trucks are, involved, are grabbing these are the people that are giving the screen time necessary to hunt the spawn points. And I might even argue that the rewards are decently valuable. You could always just take away someone's armada. Hey, you can fight for them, guys. That's true. If you're Karkin and you want to start wars. I mean, listen, Karkin isn't the first person that say events trump ROE. You guys have all set it up in here before, right, Karkin? You're not the only one that that is being uh, branded here. Lots of other people have said events trump ROE. Events trump ROE. I mean, this. I'm not suggesting you go after each other's epics. That's a terrible idea. But <laughs> I'm just saying, trader. Like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be an objective moderator here, the community is the one talking about incursions, right? Just a week ago, I'm gonna go hunt all the miners if they're worth points. Even Bubba Joe saying, "Listen, this this event is fundamentally flawed if they're going to give points for killing my miners." All right, he was on the other side of it, but we're all talking about events scoring points in an event-type scenario that may be atypical to your normal server function. How many of you guys talking about incursions are talking about going to the other server to actually kill miners? Just raise your hand. I know know some of you guys are going to do. And BK says, everyone I talk to, you and me both. You and me both. Wolfstein raised his hand. Gingles raising his hand. Garrick raising his hand. Captain Bull says, oh, yeah. Boaz says, if it flies, it dies. I'm just saying, how far do you want to push that envelope? This is an Armada event where somebody, trader, might find these uh, these event rewards valuable. If you can't find the Armadas, you could just take them. I have done that a time or two. Maybe a few more times than a time or two. Yeah, I know. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's a little. All right. Just saying. That's right. K21 says, are you talking about defensive scoring in Armada events? I mean, how many times do I have to freaking say it? You elevate your own point score by preventing other point scores. Just saying. Okay. 
<laughs> now, BK kind of feels like I do on this. I mean, me personally, am I going to choose to do that? Probably not. These probably cost some people money. True. If it was an epic, I would probably agree with that, BK. But even now, today, epics can be grindable. They take a long time, but they can be. If it was a rare, yeah, I'm probably not too worried about stepping on that trader. People can earn between, what we say, six, I think the math is 600 rare directives a month? Pl- yep. Plus? 600 yep. plus? I mean, the 600 is the minimum. Mm-hmm. And 600 if RNG is in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> 600 rare directives at a minimum per month. And if we didn't have mm-hmm. any in May and we didn't have any in June, then players should be sitting on roughly 1,800 rare directives this month very quickly. Some of you guys who subscribe to the Ultimate DJ's uh, University, show us your rare directive counts, please. 4,200 from Quasair. Thank you. Sanzo says, my spending on the game has rotted my brain. No. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, but no. 600 rare directives each and every month, 100% guaranteed, Sanzo. Plus, you can get more. Okay? Look here. Looser, 7,600. DJ Gert, 2,100. Captain Planet, 6,200. Grungandola at 562. So he's been using a couple of his trader. Yes. All right. You're using a couple there. Commander Taylor at 8,500. Steven Zarin did have two, uh, 2K, but have used some today. Myel at 1,900. Okay. Double Eagle is accusing me of starting wars that benefit Scopely. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I wouldn't do it. I'm just being an objective observer. Karkin brought it up, uh-huh. not me. Karkin said it, not me. <laughs> Believe Karkin. It's I'll all Karkin. I'll take a you check. You feel those bus wheels? <laughs> yeah, how does that feel on you Anyone right there? encouraged to purchase to PvP due to my comment, I will definitely take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, there you Scope, go. Karkin loves the PvP. sending them out. I'll try it. Thank you. I like this comment right here. Silent Caliber wrote, I've got 3,700. I've never bought an Armada pack. You want to know a secret, Silent Caliber? Neither have I. Never. I have never spent on directives. Nope, nope, nope. Never once. Uh, if they come in rewards, fine. If they come in events, fine. I've never bought a pack for them. Uh, I am currently holding. Let me see if I can find my screenshot. I'll share it with you guys too. Uh, where are they? Ooh, yeah. Good count right here. Um, so, wow. I probably should stop hoarding so much. Here, I'll throw mine in the graphics <laughs> room very quickly. Goodness gracious. I had more than I realized. 10,300 rare directives. Oh. Wow. I've got less epics. <laughs> but, I mean, I've also spent about 2,000 in epics today. All right. Luggy there. I'm not by myself. K92 at 12,000. Now, how many of you guys don't buy directives? Svannon says, where are you talking about 600 rare directives per month? Oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, my friend. We've done videos. We've done podcasts. I've said this time and time again. 400 directly from Cal, another 200 from 30 days worth of your uncommon redemptions. And that's just at a minimum. Stevens Aaron has also pointed out that there's a gold trophy chest uh, during Cal where you could get more. There's also the Cosmic Cleanup Tactical Supplies Bundle where you can get more. 600 is a bare-ass minimum. 
Okay? 600 is a guarantee. Guarantee. Svannon says three starts, nothing. What? What? Except <laughs> you also can get 600 per month. Then there's no events last month that required them, no events in May that required them. That should be 1,800. BK says, not if your alliance can't finish Cal. I'm not engaging with you on that, BK. Love you, but not. All right, because you know where I stand. If your alliance can't finish Cal, I believe Rev has an appropriate soundbite of it. Okay? Oh, yes, oh. he does. All oh, right. Oh, you shouldn't know. No, no, I'm just saying. I fundamentally agree that if you choose to put yourself in an alliance of that scenario, then you are making a sacrifice. I'm not saying that you should leave. I'm not saying that you have to leave. I'm not saying you're a bad player if you don't leave. I'm saying you know the ramifications. You've made that choice. If you're in a 16-person alliance, you know what you're getting involved with. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors. And if Cal is not completable for your alliance, then you kind of have to know that going in. On the other hand, BK, aren't you in Bubba's alliance? Bubba finishes Cal. He says he can finish Cal. It's some of the other alliance stuff that they don't do as well. He says, oh, no. He's told me that he's finished Cal before. Because you guys can hit the big hostels, right? Don't you get extra points for hitting the big, the big baddies? Or is that just the Alliance leaderboard? That's what it is. You guys place in the ALB, but you don't. Yeah, that's what he said, Trader. He can win the ALB and not finish the milestones. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> that's exactly what it was. Thank you. I couldn't remember exactly. I thought he said that he won there. Anywho. All right. There's event rewards. And then I granted, these are just leaderboards, right? I get it. They're just leaderboards. Let's talk about what we saw with incursions. I just lost another miner. God bless. Let's <laughs> let's talk about what we saw with incursions. Another right. one bites the dust. Yeah, I've got five out of six dead ships now because uh, I haven't repaired since Wardod. Wardod cracked me at the beginning. Did he actually steal anything? Let me just check. Uh, yep, he got one scoop off of me. My miners are working families. You know, you guys really hurt the children. Why won't you think of the children? <laughs> K21 says, I've lost three meridians during this show. Not a big deal. Uh, anywho. All right, listen, here, here's what we should do. Um, we're going to take a break because how long have we been on? I don't even know. What's the time? Too long, probably. What time did we start? Six. <gasps> no. Six thirty. <laughs> it's been an hour and 45 minutes. You guys haven't made me take a break yet. Traitor. Well, you kept you kept saying you were going to, but then you started talking about good things. So yeah, and, Bub and Bubba's not even here. And Bubba's not here to stop. Bubba's so it's all on you. All right, we got to <laughs> take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at incursions. Were the events truthfully that bad? Maybe, or maybe we're just upset at the sourcing path for Una. Not that anybody probably actually cares, but we'll look at it anyway. All right? Because truthfully, I didn't think that, that the rewards were overly bad. It just, well, we'll talk about it. Let's take a break, everybody. We'll be back. Be the next Wesley. I'm going to go find, no, I don't think so, Mark. <laughs> I don't think so. And I'll explain why I come up on the other side of this break. Captain Planet also agrees Una is overly bad. Listen, you guys are missing the point with Una. 
It's not about Una at all, is it, Trader? <laughs> More right after this, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. We'll be back in a second. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys, whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys, or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out. Your absolute toy professionals at facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. PvpTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvpTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for a player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PvpTarget.com today that's pvptarget.com this program is made possible in part by a grant from iffy pop the popcorn that sometimes pops up light and fluffy and sometimes doesn't are you accused of owing large sums of money and in need of a defense attorney you need to stop then call the law offices of west west and west where our staff's ego can get you through anything i'm doing pretty good as far as geniuses go take advantage of some of the most progressive defense tactics around i'm delivering product on a whole new level including some of the most avant-garde closing statements guaranteed to seal the deal it's not a matter of it's a matter of you just oh in the club i mean um as, as, and, uh, you know. So don't wait. Call now. The law offices of West, West, and West. It's actually just one crazy guy. Thank you very much. If you're like me, you're probably finding it harder all the time to find a restroom out there. Businesses got up signs saying, for customers only. Or they're blaming it on COVID. Everything gets blamed on COVID. I thought COVID was over. Until you need a restroom. Welcome to Airbnb. If you have an extra bathroom in your home and you'd like to make some extra income, we've got the app and the eager customers. Just download, create an account, and... Oh, thank you, man. You saved me a trip all the way back home where there's probably a line at my bathroom right now because you know what? I'm an Airbnb host too. Airbnb. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. And we're almost out of new ideas for apps. Good evening to you. Yes, a little Hall and Oates. I'll tell you, Mark. My, I've got a a little uh, what are these? Like a little outdoor Bose speaker. It's like a Bluetooth thing. You guys, know, I'm I'm 
talking about it like it's amazing or something, but everybody has these things. Um, I got this little Bose speaker that got like six years worth of working out at the beach this week. All right. It literally, from sunup well into the night, I got my speaker, I got my Apple playlist, and I, I got my, my avocado sunglasses, and I got my mermaid water. And, buddy, I'm just <laughs> loving life, man. That this is great. To, I'm telling you, this was a great and wonderful vacation. Um, we, my family, uh, we kind of talk about this stuff, you know, like especially like on the very last day. Like, how was this year compared to other years? Because we've had some that were not the best, right? But this year, I was a very proud. I was a very proud daddy because Oliver, despite having, <laughs> despite having a rock in his head. It's like, Dad, this was this was the best vacation ever. And Noah, my middle kid, says, Dad, this was the best vacation ever. And Landon, the oldest one, he says, Dad, this year was off the chain, man. This is the best vacation ever. And then and then I look at my loving and adoring wife, Mrs. DJs, and I said, Was this the best vacation ever? She's like, Honey, this is a pretty good one. This is a pretty good one. Yep. The DJ's clan gave it a 10 out of 10. Yep. Well done. Oh, it's a good vacation. It was a great vacation. We had so much fun. And uh, and again, just for those of you tuning in, I obviously I got a lot to talk about with the vacation. I We had such a good time. We did so much stuff. Um, I, I mentioned to you guys the the ice cream restaurant that we went to, uh, the one called Sugar Life. I just mentioned that. Shout out to the Sugar Life, uh, Myrtle Beach. There's like five of them, but there was one on, gosh, what was it? Was it 11th Avenue, honey? 11th Avenue, I think. The, the girls there were just amazing. They had different ice cream flavors out every single night. Oh, by the way, I gained like eight pounds this week. <laughs> I'm going to have to work extra hard. I, I totally, I disavow. I tried to keep the diet for like the first day or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yep. All right. <laughs> I, I, by like day three, I'm like, hell with it. I gave up. I gave in. I did. I did ice cream every night. I did uh, breads and carbs and rices. And I ate the snot out of some sushi, man. It was, it was a great trip. Um, no lie. Got Sugar Life is the name of this like candy store if you want ice cream and candy store, Trader. Yeah. I might be embarrassed to admit that I believe my family probably spent three between three and four hundred dollars between three and four Scopely packs on ice cream this week. <laughs> spent hey, four you know packs on ice DJs, cream this week. What DJs? when my best friend and I go on road trips and we usually go once a year or so, she is in charge of buying us ice cream at every stop. So there is zero judgment, zero judgment from the trader household. I'm telling you, man, we did ice cream every single night and we tried a couple of different spots. We did sugar life a few nights. We did try Ben and Jerry, by the way. Okay. Hang on for a second. Ben and Jerry's. First of all, I thought you were a decent ice cream place. Am I wrong in this? Is Ben and Jerry's terrible ice cream? It, it, just, uh, no. It better be good based on the price. 
I've never had it. Isn't it's Ben like, and Jerry's the company that does like they've got like fifty different flavors that you can buy in pints at your grocery store, right? Yes, yes, and they're all amazing. Okay, I love the clever. That's what I thought. Names. That's what I thought. I thought they were all good. So we went to a Ben and Jerry's ice cream place. I'm thinking this is going to be fantastic. Everybody loves Ben and Jerry's. We walk in. They got five flavors. You want to know what they what? are? chocolate vanilla strawberry cherry garcia and cookie dough that was it five oh. that's it five tubs five flipping wow. tubs that's Get it Netflix and chill no no For tonight Joe. earn that place in the ground sutra. what in <laughs> the hell i went to a ben and jerry's expecting 50 tubs of ice cream where i could pick and and get whatever i wanted in a waffle cone not nah, they had the stupid sugar cones you know let me tell you something that was the I'm sorry. Sorry, Ben and Jerry's at, at Myrtle Beach. You were the worst ice cream experience of the entire week. Aww. Sorry. You were the, you were that, the bad. See, one. that's that's sad because right? Cherry Cherry Garcia is my personal favorite ice cream ever because I love cherry flavored ice cream and that has real cherries in it. So it's sad to me that that's well listen if you wanted there. cherry garcia they had that at least you could go and get that but i'm telling yeah, but that's just I, stinky i thought that it was like a legitimate like ice cream place i thought it was gonna yeah. be like you know the sugar life or what's another one what's another big sugar place uh baskin robbins all right oh, yeah. i thought it would be like that nah going to the ben and jerry's <laughs> five flavors <laughs> And, and they didn't even have waffle cones. It's terrible. Aww, terrible. Ooh. I was really disappointed, man. I was really upset about it. Um, but uh, anyway, no, shout out Sugar Life. Because uh, we ate ice cream there four nights. <laughs> four. Because it was so daggone good. Like, I eventually got tired of doing the ice cream cone. And I'm like, okay. One night. One night. We were in there. And like... 10 cops stroll in we're like oh my god something bad's happening here like i mean but no they were there to get ice cream too and and one of them a couple of them actually having a banana split they got milkshakes now have you guys ever seen have you guys ever seen like one of those types of ice cream bars actually make a milkshake because it's not like with powder or or you know whatever if you if you go and you get a waffle cone first of all you go and you get a waffle cone Okay, they take two or three scoops and they put it on top of a waffle cone, right? Like that's what you see in an ice cream bar. They, you watch them. They take out two big, massive scoops and they and they slap it on top of a cone. Yeah. Do yeah. you know how that same place makes a milkshake? Oh, tell <laughs> me they use real ice cream. They use the same ice cream, except it ain't two scoops, Trader. It's like eight <laughs> scoops. Okay? Oh it's God. like eight scoops. I'm even talking to my wife about this in my head. Mathematically, it makes no damn sense. All right? Because a milkshake is like $7. An ice cream cone is like $6. But I got four times the ice cream. Yo. Yo, listen, Sugar Life. You need to take math lessons from Scopely. Okay? Or maybe it was the other way around. Scopely, you need to be taking math lessons from Sugar Life. All right? Because yeah. they gave me four times the amount of ice cream for only one extra dollar. Let me tell you, I'm watching. So these cops walk in. And he's like, yeah, I want, you know, this banana pudding milkshake, which sounds amazing, right? So she goes to the banana pudding tub, and she just starts scooping into the blender. And I'm like, oh, my God. I stopped counting at like five or six. And I'm like, what? Then she puts a little bit of milk and then whipped cream and all this stuff. And they, and they make the milkshake. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that was a ton of ice cream. Like, that's all ice cream. I want that. 
So I counted how many they put in mine. Nine! Nine scoops. Captain Planet, my diet went to hell this week. All right? right there, then and there, it went to hell. Oh, it was over and done with, okay? I've got to get back on it. I just told you guys, I, I, I weighed in this morning. Eight pounds this week. A whole pound a day. All right? <laughs> a pound a it's day. water weight. That's right. My wife says, ah, it's just a bunch of salt and water. You'll be back down in a couple of days. Um, but, yeah, man, let me tell you, that super, just super good. I actually did buy my Rebel ice cream, my carb-free ice cream. We went to the grocery store there. I bought a couple of pints because I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do good. I'm going to eat my ice cream. <laughs> I, brought, <laughs> I bought four pints. I brought home three, all right, because I didn't eat it. I ate the, I ate the terrible stuff. It's sugar life. All right. <laughs> I hate that stuff. Man, it's it a good time. It's a good time. Anyway, let's get back into all the exciting stuff that I missed. Let's talk about incursions. Man, I was so pumped for this. I was so pumped for this, which is why I was super pleased that Scopely took my bribe, crashed their own event, and decided to wait till I was home. Sad thing <laughs> is, <laughs> sad thing is, I will also miss my next run of incursions because Oliver will be getting a rock drug out of his head. So um, I'll be driving home that day. I probably will get to play Tuesday night. Depending on my travel schedule, I may try to twitch that, that, that Tuesday. Wait, 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 wait. I got this all wrong. Incursions are in, in two days, right? Yes, yeah. they start for us Tuesday. Yeah, I'm like not the... going to get Oliver's rock taken out of his head until next Monday. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because his doctor's also on vacation this week. So we got enough medication to hold us over. He's going to get the rock taken out of his head next week, next Monday. So I will get to play in incursions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will get to play in incursions. Cool. Did you just take a straw and, like, suck the eraser out of his head? Dude. First of all, first of all, it's probably it's probably been in there for a minute. All right, like I even okay. Here is how medically stupid I am. I actually asked the question like, is it possible that like his eardrum has absorbed it? Okay, it's been in there for a while. I didn't know. You don't listen. If you oh, a tree can grow around a fence post. Okay, true or false. <laughs> True, true or false? It's true. All right, it's true. Right? The fence post is still in there, DJ. <laughs> I know it's still in there, but I mean, like, I'm kind of wondering if anything could, like, be, you know, growing on it or something. Like, you, you get shot and you got a bullet in your side. Some people leave them in there, okay? You just go on about it. Okay? I'm just, I, oh, all I wanted to know is it. if it was possible that his ear has begun to absorb the eraser. Because no. I don't want, like, them to go start tugging on it and then, like, you know, then they pop his eardrum. Bloody er eraser-sized <laughs> hole is left inside his ear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, there's a lot that could go wrong here. Just saying. I, I, I must have missed really? that part. How did he get a rock in his ear? It's, it's actually a, a, pencil it's a pencil eraser, and I'm going to assume that he just stuck it in there and decided that that was where he was going to keep it that day what day that was we have no idea it could have been a week ago it could have been two months ago not entirely sure Hanging his ear with a pencil and then the eraser part just pops possibly off. okay 
maybe Dr. Juby offered him $10 to do it. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. All right. Uh, anyway. Did the pass out of it? Uh, no. Okay. No. I did. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Okay. Just, again, sidetrack, and then we'll come back. Just to give you, just to give you a clue on how much my family is enjoying the chicken game, I actually legit let Oliver crack open his piggy bank. Oliver, DJ, spent $5 on his chicken game. And I was like, man, what are you going to do with it? Like, he spent it all on boosts. (laughs) That's not a bad way to spend it. Every bit of it. He spent it on boosts. He hasn't even bought, like, the extra silo pack yet. The silo permit or whatever. He just spent it all on boosts. He's got thousands of them. All right. Spent it all on that. Uh, Anyway. No ruckus. No, you well, listen, the urgent care tried, but he was not a cooperative patient. We did try with the urgent care. He was not a cooperative patient. He was in pain. Listen, if we could have gone back, if we could have gone back when he was not inflamed or sore or hurting or scared, then it might have been a different story. But I mean, so many people had been digging around in his ear that day. So just not not a good thing. Uh, but you know, maybe, but I mean, ER couldn't do it either. ER couldn't do it either. They couldn't get it out either. But again, I think, I think it was largely because he, he wasn't super cooperative. He was scared. Livonia says things stuck in ears. My parents would have told me like, stop moving, stop talking, or it's going to, you're going to, brain's going to pop or something. They just scare me into submission. See, that doesn't doesn't work real well with Oliver. My parents would have told me that if I didn't let the doctor take it out, it was going to grow into my brain and See? Then I would die. See, that's what my parents would have told okay. me. Okay, I to get me just to get me to cooperate. All right, you want to hear something funny? See, my parents said that same stuff to me so much so that I actually thought that that like could actually happen as an adult. Not that it would grow into my brain, but just like you know, like his ear would like absorb it or or make it a part of itself. You know, trees, Dude, my dad told me once that his belly button. My it's dad told race, me you're not an acorn. <laughs> <laughs> Parents tell their kids all kinds of ridiculous stuff, man. Well, and let this be a lesson to you, okay? Hey, I'm 40 years right. old, and I actually believed one of them. Okay, so listen, think twice, parents. Think twice. All right, incursions. Thank you, oblivious. Good God, incursions. Let's talk about the event rewards. We've talked about the events themselves. All right. We talked about what went, what went, what went wrong. Uh, if you guys have questions about how these events are going to present, again, we can go over it. What I'm here to tell you is that the events, I think, were actually written decently well. Like, had they worked, it probably would have been a decent slate of events. That said, it was also somewhat surprising Right, Trader? Like, we didn't realize or expect uh, some of the events that we got. But it was uh, it was a, a large number of events, to be perfectly honest with you. This is a, a pretty yeah. big number. Yep. Okay? Uh, I agree. Let's talk about the PvP event, Solo Milestone. Let's start there. The Solo Milestone. No leaderboards. Solo Milestone. Okay? This was... Man, this was about as balanced and mathematically beautiful as anything I've ever seen in a PvP event. There was tons and tons of time put into this. Ops 25 through 31, you got 
points anywhere from the original Franklin, Discovery, Stella Vidar, or level 26 through level 28 faction ships plus Asarco. But it was also with a set of points. A set of points. Because Ops 32 through 39 had all of those ships also add in G3 Rares, Epics, the Franklin A, the Cerritos, and the ISS Jelly. So those ships, plus the original Franklin, Disco, Stella, Vidar, level 26 and level 28, and Sarko. But did you guys happen to notice on stfc.space, shout out, that their points were actually different? The points were different. So the brackets were actually different in that the lower level ships had fewer number of points as you went up in ops. Trader, what does that fundamentally do? I mean, as, as a level 39, all right, if I could get 5,000 points off a of jelly, but could get 10 points off of a Franklin, what am I more down too much? Yes. Yes. It kept people from punching upwards. You got it. It kept people from hitting down too much. It was brilliant writing. What else did they do in this event? There was PVP wins. What else was there? Losses. There were points for PVP losses. So, let's pretend for a minute. Let's pretend for a minute that you're me. A level 46 who says, I don't want to do PVP. I don't want to. You know what I could have done? I could have gone over to server 14, talked a lot of smack, found their level 60, and ran my discovery into his Hegta or his Tribune. And I would have scored 1.5 million points in that loss. All right? Even the loss points made this so phenomenally easy to do. I know people are going to say, I don't want to play. Incursions are terrible. It's awful. Except even if you hate it, this event was 1 million percent completable by 100% of people. Had you been able to claim the rewards? <laughs> okay? If you had actually been able to hit the claim button, this would have been super easy. Okay? And, and it works that way all the way down. Let's take a look at the event for, say, Ops 25 through 31. All right. Let's say that you are an Ops 31. Your top milestone was only 100,000 points. Okay? You could have gone out and and beaten. Now, listen, if you were an APAC or an EU even, do keep in mind, territories will be running during your incursion event. You've got a sarcophagus metric here. Go in during a TC. Blow up some ships. Because six sarcophaguses will finish your event. Eight sallies 
will finish your event. And by the way, even if you can't kill eight all the way around, it's exactly double that. Exactly double that. If you lose 100% of your battles. Ah, K21 is right. Daggone it. Aren't these systems limited to specific special systems? Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. For the SMS. The SMS was specific systems. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, there was a total of seven across all ops levels. 50 uh, G5 players were in Dela. 46 through 50 were in X5 TKV. 40 through th- uh, 45 were in Yoruba. 32 through 39, Janu or Adelphi. And 25 through 31, Aegelon or Narendra. Okay. So that's where you could have done it. You're right. Sarcophagus, probably not the best. But hey, Mayflower, Sally's, Bordises, Centurions. Okay, could have done that. And that was the SMS. Very good lost points. Super easy to finish. Moreover, by the way, did anybody happen to look at the defensive points? Exactly the same. So this was one complaint that I saw, Trader. This event is four events in one single day, which Ripper and I were not actually expecting. We were expecting 24 hours, but that's not how it presented. It presented with the faction hunt mechanic of old. Hey, three-year players, how many of you guys remember the eight-hour faction hunts? Anybody? Come on, who remembers those those eight-hour faction hunts? You guys think faction hunt's bad now. Do it three times in a day. (laughs) Do it three times in a day. And by the way, the rewards were way worse. All right. Yeah, they were terrible. You think they're grinding now? No, K21. No, it it was worse. It was worse rewards. Jayberg says battle for glory. It wasn't faction hunt. Either way, it was a bunch of crap. All right. <laughs> Swagger says the one hour and the six hour burst are still the worst. I don't know. Here's your six hours, Swagger. Call them burst or not, here's six hour events. All right. Now, that being said, let's take a look at these rewards. Because these were six hour events, of which you got two on attack and two on defense. You got four chances at this. So let's look at the rewards. All right. Uh, resources and materials look very consistent. I know that's going to wildly range across ops levels. Uh, if you look at, say, for example, my bracket 46 through 50, um, at 46, it was, looks like it was good for about 10 billion steel. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not down against 10 billion steel. Uh, looks like it was down for about 300 G4 uncommon ore. All right, not, again, not bad. And don't forget, this was per six hours. So wait a second, wait a second. Let me look at a different one. Let's look at the defense one. Was it also or? Defense, was it or also? It was. So wait a second, Trader, are you telling me that in one six-hour period, I could do 300 G4 Uncommon Ore and 10 billion steel and one Una Shard? In a six-hour period. So what is my 24-hour reward? That, assuming I could do all four. 
Assuming I can do all four, I'm at four Una shards, 40 billion steel, and 1,200 G4 uncommon ore. No flipping way. Hang on a second. In 24 hours. This is why I'm struggling with the argument, Trader, about rewards. I'm struggling. Yeah, so I know you are. My perspective, again... 1,200 or in a 24-hour period. That's G4. Yes. Which you guys need. I don't. Okay. So we're talking 51+. plus. And not only are the payouts incredibly low for 50 plus of G5, the only real, like when I looked at the rewards, the only thing of real interest to me were the new little part things to upgrade the building. Mm -hmm. And solely because of the whole health uh, boost that it would provide. Una doesn't, uh, Una, it doesn't interest me. I could care less if, I ever unlock her. She, I think, is a utterly useless officer. All right, guys. And, and fair, fair. We'll, we'll, we're going to circle around to all this because I got a bunch of stuff in the chat I got to address. All right. Um, let me see here. Okay. Light on materials, says a player. 1,200 G5. Now, I know you're a G5 player, and I will admit that because I'm looking right now at Ops 57, right, Trader? That's you. Yes. Ops 57 is 170 G5 uncommon mm-hmm. times four. That's still 680 in one day. Can you identify any other event that pays out 680 G5 uncommon in a single 24-hour period? No. Okay. Now, now you need to ask me the you need to ask me a better question. The question is, will you complete all four events? No. The okay. better question is, what can I do with six hundred and eighty-four G four on or G five on common ore? Probably the same thing that I can do with twelve hundred G four on common ore. But now this does highlight another problem. Just FYI, we've said this a million times. Scopely here is a perfect mathematical display of what players are upset about. G5 buildings, fundamentally, at the core, cost twice as much as G4 buildings. Are we all agreed? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. cost twice as much. Yet their earnings are half. I'm getting 1,200. They're getting 600. It's a 400% swing. This is why players are pissed. Just throwing it out there. It's yep. twice as expensive, and you're rewarding half as many rewards. It's a 4X swing. Now, let's come into the chat. Six-hour event structure punishes the working person. The issue, Savannah says, is a lot of people will miss two or more of the six-hour events. Oh, I can get behind that. I'm fine with that mentality. Okay? I'm cool with that. So let's cut it in half, Savannah. Let's cut it in half, and instead of 1,200 uncommon ore, I'm still going to win 600 ore. Again, point out any event that's SMS that pays you 600 ore. Give me any of them. Any single event. 
Show me one that pays 600 There isn't one. Thank you, Double Eagle. There isn't one. Okay? So I have a hard time. Listen, if you guys want to say, well, I can't repair ships with ore, I'm fine with that. But it's very rare. I mean, really, look at this game historically. It's extremely rare that we get out what we put into an event. As a matter of fact, I've said time and time again, most events are, in fact, currency converters. Right, Trader? I've said this before. Most mm-hmm. events are currency converters. You spend trite, yeah. you get ore, you get steel. Or you spend steel, you get dill. Okay? That's how it works. All right? Most events are currency converters. All right? But I'm going to point out that there are not events that award 1,200 ore in a single day. Even if you wanted to do all four. Okay? And I'm fine with that because a lot of people will. Double Eagle, it, it can't, you say it isn't one event, but it is a 24-hour period that is going to require more than average engagement. Absolutely. I'm not saying that this event is not going to require at least double the amount of time, uh, double the amount of effort, for sure. Okay? This is four six-hour events. It is a single 24-hour period. And there are no events, even with heavier engagement, that pay out to this level if you do all four. And before, you hypocritical community, you come at me and say, well, we're not going to be able to do it all. I remind you that you guys are the ones who say, give me more than I can do, and I'll choose what's important. Guys, the 24-hour model is what Ripper and I were expecting. What they gave you, like it or not, is the potential to earn more if you're willing to put in the time. That's all. Okay? It doesn't even cost you a ticket to get into it. This, this would be like doing three ticketed events instead of one. Right? Who wants to disagree with me that doing four incursion events is no different than running three ticketed events? Anybody? The only difference is that the game then is telling you when you have to do it. You got it. it. You're, yeah, you've got a clock. All right? But if they're paying 1200 which I know when you do it in a comparison form, Trader... But I'm comparing to other events. It's more materials than we earn in any other 24-hour period, pretty much forever, all right? If it's more, is there an inherent expectation that you would have to do more? Or the right, maybe, is not the right word, but, but can Scopely ask more of you as a player if they're willing to offer more? I, I would agree with that that principle that if you want better rewards, you should be willing to be more active and be more active on a time frame that's set by the game. I'm willing to accept that. My personal feeling is that these rewards aren't good enough to do that for me, but other players may differ in that perspective. Okay, and that's fair. I'm just kind of, I'm trying to do the math 
on why some people are telling me that the rewards are bad, and I'm not seeing it. Yusuke says, I'm pretty sure doing all the daily solo milestone events in a normal day, it pays out about the same as incursions. I would tally it up, but we get, what, roughly 165 uncommon. Uh, Wait, what? I'm confused. We're talking 1,200 uncommon out of just these four SMSs. That's just the four SMSs. We haven't even started looking at the other events that were in here. These are just the SMSs. Let's take a look at one of the leaderboards, for example. Uh, Here we go. Let's look at the rating leaderboard. Rating leaderboard was very straightforward. Uh, Steal resources. You could also hunt miners uh, with overcargo on raw latinum, C-lat, and G3, 4, and 5 raw material. Okay. Um, The leaderboard positions in this event paid out 250 spots deep, Trader, and this was the one you were talking about, which were the parts for the uh, subspace reload building. Okay? Yes. Um, So, guys, I'm not going to have this argument. Do your math for a low 40s? No, I did it on 46. Sorry, take it or leave it. All right? I'm here to tell you, even at 40, even at 35, and even at 30, nobody is getting paid less than they would in a normal 24-hour period. Factually inaccurate. But okay, you can keep going. Even Trader says, even in 51, it might not be enough. Right, Trader? Let's reinforce your point. It may not be enough, but it's still more than you get from other events. True or false? True. True. And I I absolutely agree with that statement. It's not enough, but it is more. Which is why yeah. the argument of these events pay like trash doesn't make sense to me. Because they're the best paying well, events that you've had all month. Maybe not worth what you're willing to put in. Agreeable. But So I think some of it is you, we can't dis... All right. So we talked about this on your last show, which was players are either going to love this or they're going to hate this. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. There's no middle ground on incursions. And if from the inception a player is inclined to hate this new mechanic, then... Everything about it is going to be bad. Yes, plus what they need for a reward to do it versus what I, who was cautiously optimistic and want to like this, what I need as a reward to do it, those two things are going to be very different. So someone, I'll just use his name because I think, you know, he wouldn't object to it. Bubba Joe is going to need more of a reward than I am to do this mechanic. And I want a better reward. So what I think is good is good is going to be less than what he thinks is good. He did he sense. did agree. He told me that he wished he had taken my bet because he says he's not going to participate. I I again, I I we had a spirited debate about this. I mean, just the simple fact that the reward potential. And yes, it is potential. Yes, you're on the clock. But because of the size and the amount of these rewards, I do believe that Scopely is, is within their rights to demand that of you. If you mm-hmm. want these extra rewards, you're going to do the extra engagement. And, and I, again, fundamentally, I don't see these events any differently than I see ticketed events, except... Ticketed events have a paid entry model, and this doesn't. The payment is your time, your engagement. 
If you're willing to give this thing, what, 15 or 20 minutes in each of four six-hour buckets. And for the record, I probably am not going to get to it on my overnight uh, on my overnight cycle. I, even myself am probably only going to probably at best be able to do three out of these four. Even three is going to pay me 30 billion steel and 900 G4 uncommon ore. 900 is more than I would get in any other event. I'm good with that. Okay? I'm good with that. Especially when it doesn't come at the sacrifice of, say, a ticketed event. It doesn't cost me a ticket. I don't have to spend money to get into this event. I just have to give extra time. Are the events on stfc.space? You betcha. That's exactly where I'm getting my data right now. So you got your rating leaderboard, which was the subspace relays. Okay? That wasn't it, though, was it? We had rating. We had the SLBs. Let's see. Here we go. Champion was the next one. Champion was the galaxy-wide kill counter. Just kills. Wins and losses. Ah, no, take it back. Just wins. Only wins. Losses gave nothing. This was the event that was kind of best of the best, right? You got no points for a loss, nothing for damage. It was just indiscriminate killing. (laughs) Moreover, it didn't even work for players on your own server. Okay? Mm -hmm. There was no they they eliminated that loophole. It was only the incursion server. And moreover, it gave the advantage to attacking players. It gave the advantage to somebody who actually spent the token, and transferred servers. You got triple the points if you were on your attack cycle as compared to being on your own server as a defender. They motivated you to move. All right? Let's take a look at these brackets. Again, subspace relays for the building and some additional Una shards. This leaderboard went 250 people deep. Not quite enough for me to call it a gimme, Trader. I think what we what have we said before on a cross-server leaderboard, the gimme had to be, what, 500? Yeah, something like that. I think yep. the gimme mechanic needed to be 500. But listen, you stand better than average. Just, let me put it this way. You got a 50-50 shot at picking up an extra Una shard. And I'm here to tell you, just for the record, if you actively participate in this, I'm thinking you you place. Okay? Truthfully, I don't think there's a way you don't place because there are people sitting out. There are people sitting out. All right? So if, if 500 deep was a gimme and this board's going 250 deep, I mean, if you're going to actively play it, you're going to place. And at least there's at least one extra Una shard. Okay? But that was, in fact, a 24-hour event. So there's champion, and we had one more, didn't we, Trader? Damage dealer. This is the one that only scored if you were on attack, not even for defense, and it was hull damage. All right, let's take a look here. Same mechanics, 250 spots deep. Deal one hull damage 
as an invader. You didn't even have to win. You just had to scratch the paint. Did anybody look at 250th place in this leaderboard? Because it was Unashard's, but was it only one? No. It was three. So here's my, my argument to, to the people who were saying, well, eight Unashards is all we could get. And that was if you had perfect participation. And I will agree. All right. I would agree. That was what it's, I think K21, you did the math on this, right? Perfect participation was, I don't even think that's right. It's only four Unashards out of the SMSs, right? And then you could pick up another four out of the leaderboards, which go deep enough for me to make the bold assertions that if you participated to a point where you completed everything, Trader, then you would probably place in your bracket. Okay? Yes, McSurgeon, I'm talking about event rewards for the incursion events that you never saw. You guys haven't looked at this on stfc.space? You didn't see it from the APAC guys? (laughs) Because the people who were complaining about it did. People are saying, well, these event rewards are awful, not worth incursions. Ah, I I just don't see it. So I decided to break it down for you mathematically. You can decide for yourself. Listen, players who are going to participate in this would appreciate you not participating because that gives them better placement in the solo leaderboard. <laughs> okay? For every person who doesn't participate, somebody else gets their wings, trader. For every player who doesn't participate, somebody else doubles their Una shards. I'm sure that player would thank you. Now let's talk about Una. Go ahead. Someone else just doubled their building parts. That's what what some of us really, really want. Fair enough. Same thing. Same thing. Subspace relay parts are in here. The only way to get them without spending money, with the exception of a few that I think have come in in a couple of events. No. Yeah. I think I've got like 200, right? Got nothing. I've got enough to take it to like level three or four or something like that. Silly. The events that are going to drive your participation could, could get you eight Una shards and could even be more if you place well in damage dealer, if you place well in rating. You could do more. People with a well-developed amalgam. People are wondering why the amalgam event is here. I mean, kind of makes sense. You've got a rating event coming up. Get the amalgams up to snuff. Also, hey, just out of curiosity, uh, go ahead and throw ROM on there that you just tiered up by upgrading the amalgam. Throw ROM on there so that you can raid more faster and better efficiency. Crank the base sooner. Get in and raid the resources faster since there's no 10-minute bubble. Are you guys kind of seeing the full circle design of this? Yes, I acknowledge the event didn't work. Perfect. But I will take a stance against somebody saying that this design is garbage. I think the design is kind of brilliant. Every event is related to everything else. It is indeed the circle of life. 
Dark Menace doesn't have any yet. I thought I had enough to build the thing. Hang on, let me look real quick. I really honestly God thought I had enough to build it. To build the thing? Yes. Yeah. That came from the... Yeah, I've got a hundred. I've got a hundred out of a hundred. Oh, that's just a build. I haven't built mine yet. Okay, so the build was a free gift chest. Well, I haven't yes. built it, so I don't have... <laughs> I haven't built it yet. I was waiting on an event uh, for something. I didn't know if there was going to be one or not. Did APAC ever get anything? Ooh, hey, FYI, heads up. I just now saw in the holodeck there's a new event. I don't know if that... Or a new mission. I don't know if that dropped yesterday or today. <clears throat> Confl conflagration? Conflagr con conflagration? Conflagration. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, yesterday. I didn't see it. I was dri Yesterday I was driving. I was on the road all day yesterday. Uh, check your holodecks, folks. I do see a new mission bundle in there. Anyway, if there is no currency for upgrading this building, then this is where you're going to get it. This is where you're going to get the Una shard. So let's circle back and let's talk about Una for a second because Trader is going to argue with me on Una. Now, I will agree, I don't necessarily think that it belongs in an epic form, and it is certainly more disappointing than the survey ability that we were hoping for. I will agree with both of those points. But there is a reason why a player may not want to spend cash on it. I don't want to spend cash on it. I'm not going to spend cash on it. All right? But if I can participate, trader, and I can eventually grind it out, why wouldn't I? I mean, she, for, for me and my purposes, she's just going to be a lower decks officer. She's never going to have a place on a bridge. So she's going to be like Gary Mitchell or Carol Marcus. She's going to be below decks supporting and boosting stats. Who and would you run in her place? On the, let's pretend you're looking at your, at your Strange New Worlds crew. What, um, what, what's going to be your ideal crew, your ideal oh. ship? Like, let's pretend that you don't have the survey. Let's look at all three of these rares, all three ship types. You're driving the Sanctus, you said, right? It's an interceptor. So yes. you need Uhura, right? Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah, you need Uhura to kill the battleships. Okay. But I don't kill battleships. But you don't kill battleships. So would you, with the introduction of this Pike crew... Are you not going to use this even for, like, events and stuff? I mean, obviously, if you're wanting to grind surveys, you're going to find a better way to do that, right? But if there was an event that called for you killing 75 hostiles, are you going to do that with the old crew and doing it against surveys when you only get four or five hostiles per hull? Or are you going to do it I, the cheaper way? The only – so I use – right now I use Picard, Bev, Khan, and the Pike crew with any kind of synergy is not better than that. So there's no reason for me to change my current grinding crew. Who are you I using? I have a Picard Bevcon. And that's better than your spike crew at this time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not even, it, it's... Uh, it, but who it's are, are do, you, do you have the full spike crew for battleships? Yeah. But so I you... don't hit battleships, and I'm not going to hit battleships. The only, I so I have to hit 58s and 59s for my dailies mm -hmm. right now. And the only ones that proc regularly are, are explorers in Federate deep Federation space. So I have to pick what I hit, and those are explorers to do my dailies. I got and you. then I grind, I grind, grind transports. I mean, and battleships just hit really hard. There's no reason for me to 
there's no reason for me to grind them. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yusuki is saying Strange New Worlds is required. That though, the the interesting thing is, Una was such a disappointment to me because I would actually have used her, and and I think it would have made a substantial difference in doing my dailies, and it just isn't to be, I guess. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is that obviously the Spike crew was supposed to be the G5 grinding crew, right? I mean, it was supposed to be the replacement for for Pike, Moreau, and Chen. Uh, mathematically, it indicated that it very well could be. You're saying that it absolutely does not. At least not for right. the ships that you want to hit, which we knew from the yeah. beginning. We knew that it needed to be a survey officer, right? Yeah. Like when we saw Una, we all rejoiced because that's what players wanted. That being said, let's talk about schematically how this would work. Let's pretend for a second, all right, that a new engineering officer, uh, or sorry, a new science officer comes, trader. Let, let's pretend, I don't know who it could be. Let's pretend it's Nurse Chapel. Doesn't make sense, but okay. hell with it. We'll go with it. Sure. Okay. Let's pretend Nurse Chapel comes out and she is the survey officer. It could be Mbenga. Fine. It could be Mbenga. Whatever. Okay. But that's the science officer. Same as Spock. Same as Ortegas. Same as Uhura. Science. This is where game design is, is so vitally important and what some people are missing. Somebody says, hey, it's got to be engineering. It's got to be Hammer. No, that actually breaks the triangle. Okay, it can't be engineering. Because engineering is the synergy spot. That's the only thing it can be. Okay, that's the only thing it can be. So when I'm talking about Una... Let's pretend that you got Nurse Chapel, okay? Or Mbenga. Let's go with Mbenga. Either one. You got Mbenga slash Chapel that comes out as a science officer, and they are indeed your survey killer. Who do you run in that crew then, Trader? Well, I, I, this, is the, this is just how I approach it. I would run a couple of test crews, but my testing with the TNG officer grouping... Khan outperforms adding Riker into the mix, even with the synergy. Okay. Running Picard Bev Khan works better. So I would sort of expect that's going to hold true. Maybe not. Um, but I'd play around with the combinations and determine if synergy actually makes a difference. But if past experience is a guide, then I would run Nurse Chapel and Pike and Khan. Now, is it possible that your TNG crew is better? Because Beverly's Tier 5. It, it's absolutely possible. It's also possible it's better because my Picard is, T, uh, is Tier 4 and yeah. my Con is maxed. So all of those things are possible. So, But again, that's where it comes into testing and how much damage you're taking and, and those types of things. Well, and also a day one original kind of mechanic comes into play here, which is... And we've said this anytime any new officer comes out, it might take a little bit of time because other officers at higher tiers are going to be better. Okay? But let's take a look at what Pike can even do, even at tier two. I mean, you've got Pike now to tier two. It's probably worth tier three, probably worth some new testing now. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I had tested him when I first unlocked him. I tested him just swapping Picard out for Pike. And. It was actually not 
too bad I was taking more damage, um, but not substantially more damage in my testing. So now that I've, I cured him up uh, this morning, I'll have to do some more testing on him. Well, you will, because it's not necessarily, I mean, as a secondary impact, it could reduce the amount of damage you're taking, but not because of his officer ability. His officer ability is going to shorten the amount of time it takes to kill the hostile, which hopefully will result in fewer shots towards you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So that's that is what the Pike officer ability is going to do. And yeah, anytime you you tear up officers, it's going to have a profound impact, especially when you're comparing against, say, a maxed Pike Moreau and Chen. All right. But what I come back and say is the reason, and I circle back. This is a long, convoluted explanation uh, to a very simple thing. All right. Una will not be replaced by a survey officer. They will, mark my words, if a survey officer even comes, it will be the, the, the science group, okay? The survey killer will not be an engineering officer. I don't see it being that way. Now, what are the... What are the... the huh? Does it matter? I mean, honestly, does it matter what you call them if they're science or engineering or whatever? Does anybody actually care about that? Narratively, I mean, I mean obviously, some well, people, some people do. Yes, yes, absolutely. Some people are going to care about that narratively, but th- that's not the reason. Okay, N- narratively is one thing, but game mechanics is huge. Okay, because this officer, here's what would happen if the officer came out as an engineering officer then it would actually be a good thing, according to Bubba Joe. Listen, it would be a good thing, really. In all fairness, it would be a good thing for all players, which is why it's not going to happen, folks, if I'm being honest. Okay? <laughs> it would be a good thing for all players, which is why it won't happen. All right? If you had it come out as an engineering officer, then you could have survey killer on one side and triangle killer on the other side, still giving Pike full synergy. You see, Trader? Because right now, all three of your Trinity guys, Uhura, Spock, and Ortegas, they're all science. Which tells me that the survey ability, if it ever comes, will be science because they're not going to let you double up on the number of hostiles and still keep full synergy. That's too easy. What has Ripper said for the last three years? They don't want another mindless, automatic grinding crew. And if you put survey... In engineering, that's exactly what it'll be. No, K-21, you say it'd be perfect. Yay, let's frustrate the community. It's exactly the same mistake they made with Pike, Moreau, and Chen. And yes, before anybody claims otherwise, Pike and Moreau and Chen was a mistake. Was never supposed to happen. Okay? Never supposed to happen. So... If they want to not repeat that error, they will not make hostiles a survey in an engineering officer because then it would just be a new Pike Moreau Chen. All right. JD says, what mistake? I'm not going to go into it again. Talk to Ripper. (laughs) All right. Talk to Ripper. I don't disagree that it's a wonderful thing. Okay. Right? Sure. But it is... It was never meant to be that easy. Just like it was never meant for people. 
people were never supposed to be triple maxed in th- in three factions. What made that possible? Pike Murrow Chen. Period. Plain and simple. Well, okay. Exactly. I mean, what made it possible was they broke their, or they didn't think through the locking mechanism they had when they rolled out rep. And that's why everybody threw a fit when they mm-hmm. unlocked the. But moreover, lock. if you if it was ten times more time consuming or ten times more expensive, even to grind reputation, would players have done it three times? Players are doing it three times now. I mean, there's there's players on my server that have already maxed factions all the way now. They're G five players that have maxed factions and are going to start on a new one. And I'm one of them. I'm close to maxing my ROM rep. And then I'm going to start grinding another one for lack of anything better or more constructive to do in this game. I I'm not under- joking. I do understand that. I understand that. I'm just saying that this is, this is a new path. They don't want another Pike Moreau Chen. Oh, that, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. They do not want another Pike Moreau Chen. They want it to be expensive. They it's their way of trying to slow us down which has zero effect on slowing us down. Well, maybe so. But this was intended to not be a de facto grinding crew. It was designed to at least, I mean, it was designed to be a grinding crew, but provide a little bit of variety, a little bit of spice, and a little bit of variance. Look, even Trader right now has found a different grinding crew that's working better for her, although it may not always be that way. It's designed to flow and ebb as you grow, okay? JD says it just pisses us off. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, be pissed. This is what they've said for two years. Moreover, Ripper has agreed and said that Pike, Murrow, and Chen should have never have happened. I understand you feel like it should have, but it was never designed to be that way, all right? And you wouldn't have even known it. If Pike, Murrow, Chen had never have happened, you never would have known how much you wanted it. This was this is the the course correction, and they've done it two or three times, right? I mean, it it was with forty nine, then they bumped it to fifty, what fifty one, then I think they even bumped it, or that where they changed they it was fifty, then they bumped it to fifty one, and finally said, listen, the fifty two is going to be different. All right, they've been prepping you for this for two years. That Pike Moreau Chen was not the direction they wanted to go. And, and it isn't. This crew will be the long-term replacement crew upon maxing, uh, but it's going to take time. And why surveys won't exist in the engineering group? In my opinion, listen, they could surprise me. They could surprise me, but if they do, then they're just redoing the same thing that they've done with Pike Moreau Chen, which is what I digress back into as far as Una goes. What is La'an good for? What do you mean I was singing Pike's praises? Of course I am, and I still am. I actually didn't think Pike was going to be good for me until I realized he was. Now I'm going to chase him. For sure, Pike is great, and you should chase after him. I'm surprised that Trader's not having the same results I am, but her hostels that she's hitting are very, very different than mine. All right? Uh, Back to my question. Dr. Juby says, La'an is my rating boo. Okay, very good. The amalgam underneath. Okay, very good. Scout hunting. Scout hunting? 
Uh, rating, I can see that. Mining, uh, security keys, Borg probes. Okay, good, good, good. Very good. Would I like to have Laon freed up to do something at any given time that is different than grinding hostiles? Oh, scout hunting for the warp ability. Oh, so you would use her on the bridge, not under deck. Okay, that's sacrificing cargo space, but I do see that scenario. Okay, very good. Here's why Una Trader has a little bit of value to me. All right, now again, am I going to spend cash? Nah, not going to. But it is a synergy stand-in. It's a synergy stand-in that frees Laon up to do other more important things for me. I would have preferred it not be an epic, for sure. I would have preferred it not be Una, for sure. But that is what it is right now. And until we get anything else on the engineering side, I would like an engineering officer for the same reason. And I think I said this on the last show. Bubba was here. It was the same thing when we were talking about Fess. I will take any other officer in the engineering group so that I don't have to use Fess. Although in that particular scenario, it was because Fess was bad, right? In this particular scenario, it's that Laon is so good, I want to use her somewhere else. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's why I come back and I say, okay, let's look at incursions again. Is it perfect and beautiful and is it so worth it? Maybe not. But it should be, should be worth about eight Una shards. Let's look at one more event that we haven't even talked about yet. How about your Alliance Milestone? Your Alliance Milestone, where you cap off right there, trader. Two more Una shards and subspace relay parts in the Alliance Milestone. The Alliance Milestone, which you get by completing the six-hour SMS events. Meaning one person, in theory, trader, could be responsible for as many as 4,000 points. 1,000 per six-hour SMS. The total AMS, whether you were Ops 10 or Ops 60, was 96,000 points. Assuming one player does all four six-hour events. Yo, what's up? Hey, uh, BK. You guys only need a few more people, and you could probably pull this off. Maybe not. If you go on a PvP rampage, you could pull it off. Because just with SMS completion, it only requires 24 players to be perfect. But there's also PvP points where smaller alliances can make up the difference in their milestone. I feel like traders left. It's been very quiet. Nope, I'm I'm just I'm just listing. Inside this AMS, you've got points for PvP killing and losses as an invader or a defender and you've got SMS points 24 players if you didn't kill a single blue ship although that's not possible because you're going to kill blue ships before the SMSs which means you don't even need 24 players or maybe die to blue ships right? if you can find any I'm I'm really curious to see how many people just duck and cover like the original 
I'm kind of like, I'm like, I mean, that's curious. possible, but you know I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to participate, but I'm curious how many people just like duck and cover here. You know what? During the first four hours of the APAC, there weren't a lot of people ducking and covering. Was there APAC players? I mean, a lot of people were out. They might not have even been online. They might not have even been online because there was some raiding going on. All right. But people were out and about. Devon says they were asleep. No, they weren't. God. <laughs> I mean, I suppose some were. Some probably could have been, but I mean, not not all of them because there were tons of people talking about playing. I mean, we found we found the events that way. All right, within four hours. And there were people out and about. Divine, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. was New Zealand only. That's not all of APAC. Goodness, good enough. <laughs> Goodness. Look at Suzaku. I was raiding and hitting. Rasta says it was busy enough. Okay. Nasty says it was 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. for me. Okay, so maybe not for you. Chaos on 187 says I stayed up late and had a little bit of fun. Okay. So some people got some people got out there. I would imagine because there's SMSs here, because there's Una shards here, because this is the only way to get the subspace relays, I would imagine that that is going to be motivation for some players to get out and try to do these SMSs. Do I think that there is going to be a ton of people mining and that the points and the damage or the minor killer style event, like the Galaxy One, I don't think those are going to have record high points. But I do think that the PvP systems, the ones that I read, Dela, X5 TKV, Yoruba, Janu, Adelphi, Agilon, and Narendra, I bet those systems are busy, Trader, because that's yeah. where everybody needs to be to do their SMSs, which is dependent for the AMS, which is dependent for the Unishards and the subspace relay. And by the way, just doing the SMSs is going to feed two out of the three leaderboards. The rating one is the only one that is kind of on its own. And can anybody in the APAC uh, regions tell me, just out of curiosity, did you get damage points for attacking a base in the rating event? I mean, did, uh, let me rephrase. Did you get points in the champion event? If you killed a ship and killed damage, yeah, I thought so too. See, Trader, these events, so intricately designed. Playing in one plays in literally almost all of them. Yeah, and I mean, I just, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just interested if it's enough to incentivize people or if they're going to like do the run out, like kill a couple ships, run away, come back when the coast is clear. I mean, there's a lot of players adapt to this stuff. They all, they always do. If they don't want a PVP, they're not going to. But now, there Scope will be people. I agree. There are going to be people who don't cook. want to. But there's going to be maybe a smaller percentage, but there will be people that do want to. And I think, I mean, look at, in, uh, look at the champion leaderboard. No damage, just a kill. I see those ships hanging out a lot in, in mining destinations. Token systems. Borg. Swarm. Those systems where people have to go. I see people hanging out in those systems. You got the the 
uh, PvP zones where the people are going to have to go for their SMSs. I see there's going to be a lot of activity there. All right. Yeah, Devon says ROE zones. Yeah. Token systems, Borg Swarm, anywhere that you think you might typically be safe is where people are going to come and haunt you. Is that where they sell the fish eggs? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, if you want to do the SMSs only and be done, sure. I don't know that I would have time to chase all these solo leaderboards, and I don't think you could. I mean, one's going to be damage, one's going to be kills, one's going to be rating. You can't do all three, I don't think. And which is another, I know, crazy. I think that's another positive piece of this. There should be some nice diversity in the people who win these boards because I don't think it's going to be possible for one person to win them all. Personally, how can somebody win rating and win the most number of kills and win the most amount of damage? I just don't see it being possible. So there you go. That's a breakdown on what will happen. K21 says Red Bulls is how that happens. Okay, maybe. But again, does it become spending or does it become grinding? And you're never going to convince me that a grinder's leaderboard doesn't belong here. That's all we, we scream for all the time. Make it fair for anybody who's willing to put in the engagement. If I'm not willing to put in the engagement, then what can I really complain about? Because we always say we don't want to pay for a leaderboard, but then we can't come back and say we don't want a grinder's leaderboard either. And this will be grind. K21 says, Red Bulls cost money. Checkmate. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Svanon says, are we only getting this incursion or are we still getting the repeat next week? Uh, you will see run number two. All right. So this is going to be uh, the first complete run for U.S. and, well, even the complete run for the APAX. But this is the rescheduled run number one, and you will still have event number two that comes between the arcs. Vegas says, if we see run number one. That's true. That's true. If this one goes off, like I hope that it will, then you will see run number two uh, later in the month. All right. We're going to take our uh, final break here very quickly because I feel like we've been on too long. Uh, Three hours. How much? Three hours. God. Already? Already. Um, Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll give you five minutes community Q&A, answer your questions, come to the stage. And I'm going to call it a night. I bet Oliver DJ is already in bed. Dang on it. I didn't even see the time. I got to go. Making up for last week. Uh, no, there's no making up. I am going to try to do some Twitch sometime this week, Trader. Uh, probably, let me think. Let me think. Today's month. Uh, we'll try to go on tomorrow, do some Twitch tomorrow night. You want to do it Tuesday night in the middle of the I am also going to. I, I probably. Well, you know what? Yeah, probably shouldn't do it Monday and Tuesday. I was going to say Monday because I'm off work early. But Tuesday would probably be a better night for it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so Tuesday night. Yeah, that let's do a Tuesday. Let's do a Tuesday night. We'll do a Tuesday night. Uh it'll be late though, because I don't get off work till seven. Uh so it'll be at least like eight thirty, nine o'clock before I can go on. But we will go on Tuesday night uh for incursions. All right. Um uh, let me look. still on when I get home from work at 12. With the exception of 192, that's a scheduled... Wait, Infinite Incursions Invasions event during July. With the exact date, depending on the region, with the exception of 192, that's scheduled for events on July 19th. 
I'm going to have to double check on that K21 because they did tell me that this was maybe that means during the July arc, like within that calendar, because run two has always been scheduled for between the arcs. So I'm not sure, but I will check on that. I didn't see that piece, but thank you. Uh, shoot that to me in a PM and I, I will check it out. Okay. Uh, that being <laughs> Livonia says, how am I supposed to watch you and pay attention to my own game? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can, you can just put me up on the TV and then you can still play on your device. But yeah, I'll stream uh, Tuesday night as I, and actually that'll be good timing because I have determined that uh, server 15 as a, uh, as the opponent to server 14, server 15 will be on defense the first six hours. So starting at 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight, which will be when we stream, we will be on attack. So I will be able to invade server 14 and uh, go see what I can find and, and create a muck on server 14. Should be a little bit of fun. So we'll do that Tuesday night, all right? Um, and, uh, and, and that's what we'll do. And then, of course, we have a show scheduled Wednesday. Um, the following Sunday the 24th, I will likely be out of town because I'm going to be traveling that day to Oliver's ENT. Uh, his ENT is not uh, local to us, so we have to travel. Uh, so that'll be Sunday, the 24th. I'll be traveling. Um, Wednesday, the 27th, will be a later show because I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off. I'll have to work Wednesday, so I won't be able to do a show during the day. It'll be a late show. And then Thursday, the 28th, we will Twitch again. Uh, and then that will lead us up until Sunday, July 31st, which will be outside of the arcs. Um, and I'm not I, – actually, I think Sunday, July 31st, I probably won't be here for a show. I believe I'm traveling that day with the family. So, anyway, I'll, I'll keep you posted, but just so you guys kind of know what's coming up and maybe Trader – uh, would be willing to do a fill-in show on the 31st, potentially, or the 24th, because I'll be gone both of those Sundays, I do believe. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out together. Sorry, summer's almost over, guys. You just got to bear with it a little bit longer. Uh, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, five minutes, community Q&A, and we'll get ready to wrap up. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, back from Myrtle Beach, uh, coming up here in a second. Hang on. Hey everybody, listen, while we're here playing the game, it would be nice if your business was still making you money, right? That's where a proper online marketing strategy can come into play, and to do that, there's a high degree of likelihood you need an expert. You think I know how to properly maximize tags with the highest penetration and the lowest cost per keyword? No, definitely not. That's why I call up our friends at allinadvertising.com. From SEO to PPC to website design and social media management, these guys have got your online marketing presence handled so you can do other things like hunt Bubba Joe's miners. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track for a special offer today and help them help you go from being a dolphin to a whale. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track today. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Metamucilix, 100% fiber cereal. If this stuff doesn't do the trick, consider surgery. And now, great moments in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I just spoke at Dartmouth. At the medical school, or not, I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at the, I, I want to be clear, I'm not going nuts, I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke. 
most typical body, very physical. Parents never home. Late night, all alone, watching YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. Maxwell strikes again, using money from a friend. Calls her on the phone. Can I show you how to make big scores, Joan? But as she's getting ready to hoe, the feds come to the door. Colleen Maxwell's in the slammer, arrested by the feds. Colleen Maxwell's in the slammer, and Jeffrey Epstein's dead. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Appreciate you guys all being here. Good evening. Welcome to your Sunday night edition. Back from Myrtle Beach. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Oh, we got so much good, uh, good footage, good pictures and video. We rode, we rode go karts one day. We went to, uh, what is it, Broadway at the Beach. You guys familiar, uh, anybody familiar with Myrtle? They've got this great, like, area, this shop. I don't want to even say, it's not shopping plaza, but it kind of is. It's just, it's like the boardwalk, but tons of shops, tons of great restaurants, and and uh, lots of entertainment and stuff there. And they've got a, a go-kart area there. It's got, like, seven tracks. So we took, uh, we took the kids there. Even Oliver DJ's. Even Oliver DJ's got to drive his own go-kart. It was the cutest daggone thing. I took him in a go-kart then with me, and uh, and they go a lot faster. And I took some video. It was so cute. He was having the time of his life. It was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, uh, appreciate you guys all being here. Good night, uh, or good evening, rather. Uh, appreciate uh, everyone waiting on me uh, to get back from the beach where I just, uh, buddy, I just sat on the beach and did a little bit of, of uh, fluid consumption and enjoyed the sun, played in the water, played in the sand and listened to music. And it was a, it was a nice vacation. Uh, yes, I was hydrating. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it had the opposite effect, but you know, whatever. Uh, but that's, uh, that's what was happening out there. I appreciate, uh, you guys bearing with me, uh, as we finish up our summertime schedule, I know it's, it's still gonna be a little bit rough. Somebody asked me if we were going to post Bubba Joe's last show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just, I couldn't post it while I was gone. Uh, Stevens Aaron did send it to me, but I, I didn't have studio equipment. I didn't have anything. You guys even saw from that video, like the audio was bad. <laughs> it was not snake eyes did a great job. Did a great job uh, cleaning that up for me because I recorded it just on like my cell phone microphone, so it was not uh, the best quality or anything like that. Um, yeah, it was not a, a very good thing. 
But nonetheless, he did a great job helping me clean that up a little bit. Uh, so I just didn't have the equipment necessary. But uh, I will be trying to get that up in the next day or two. Um, I need to take a quick peek, uh, take a listen to it, and uh, just check things out. But Steven Aaron told me it's fine, so I should probably just throw it up. I might try to throw it up tomorrow. Um, that being said, uh, we will get this one hopefully up later tonight. So we'll, we'll save a hole. We'll save a spot for it uh but i've got a ton of great footage and videos and stuff like that i'm gonna try i i think i mentioned this to you guys earlier in the summer i'm gonna try to do this by myself i told snake eyes that i wasn't gonna send him 500 files of pictures and videos and all that stuff i'm gonna try to do like a summer compilation video but i mean i've got hundreds of files hundreds um and i haven't lost any footage yet my gopro survived this year uh so i was pretty excited about that um so i've got a lot of footage of stuff that we can do yeah there's one thank you nasty killer that is me drunk on tequila infused ice cream from <laughs> buzzed bull creamery i'm i know listen do do people go to myrtle beach not for, you guys don't go to myrtle beach do you like, I don't, I've never really, it's never been my beach of choice. Let me put it that way, okay? It's kind of, kind of smells a little bit. It's kind of, <laughs> it's a little bit of a party area. Like, it's not like a, not like a super, you know, great, awesome, like, you know, great old person beach. Uh, really, Mastic says he's never heard of it. Um, it, uh, it's in South Black Carolina. Yeah, it's in South Carolina, but it, it's, it's, uh, how do I say this? It's kind of a young person beach. Yeah. Um, it, it's, there's a lot of partying and like, you know, you, you can, you can smell a lot of various odors in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you should go down during bike week. It's really cool. No, no, I've been told to, I've been told to avoid that, but listen, there's a lot for the kids to do. There's a lot. Yeah, Putt says North Myrtle Beach is way better than regular Myrtle Beach. And that's true. And that's, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what we what we did. My very first year, my very first year, we went to and stayed at South Myrtle. That was a horrific experience. Like absolutely terrible. I swore I would never go back. Um and we traveled other beaches for five years. And then um we went back last year. And stayed right smack dab in the middle of North Myrtle Beach. And it was a phenomenal trip. A lot of fun. So we decided to go back this year. And we did kind of the same thing. We stayed a little bit further south. Just a little bit further south this year than what we did last year. But it was still a good area. Uh, you you probably know. Um, if you live there. Uh, uh, who was it that said that? Fire Force says, I live in Myrtle Beach. Uh, so this time we stayed farther south. We stayed at the Paradise Resort. But it was still like a nice – it was good. It was nice. Myrtle Beach is good for golf. See, I don't, I don't play much golf. But, yeah, it is an East Coast beach. It's in South Carolina, and uh, we had a good time there. I've never been to a West Coast beach ever, ever in my life. I do want to go one day, but probably when I don't have the kids that I have to tug along with me. It would be for me and Mrs. for mini golf, too. Being, uh, yeah, there's a lot of mini golf there. Oliver loves mini golf. We did a lot of mini golf. All right, uh, very quickly, let me – provide you with a quick update it does appear that lag is uh resolving which is funny we've been on the air for three hours uh and i'm now being told that everything is kind of stabilizing and points are 
uh, being retroactively awarded. So for those of you who were working on your amalgams or whatever earlier, uh, yay, you're going to get those points. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, server spikes are, looks like they're leveling out. Um, so yes, I know you have sand and salt water on the West Coast. It's just that I haven't ever been there. I live on the East Coast. So it's, I've never been there, but I do want to go one day. I do. I do, very much do. Just not when I have to travel across the country with children. You know, <laughs> I'll fly at Don't that point. You. L- listen, here's the thing. If, if I go on vacation now, I couldn't fly if I wanted to. I have to drive. There's so much garbage. We went with literally next to nothing. I was surprised. We've got one of those cargo boxes for the top of our SUV, and I'm thinking to myself, we're packing up, and like I got everything in the back of the car, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I don't even need the cargo box. But I thought, you know what? A better package just to be safe. So I threw it up on top of the SUV, threw a couple of beach chairs in it. That's it. That's all that went in it. I had to discard things on our way back because it wouldn't all fit. The box was full. The car was full. The back seat was full. The middle aisles were full. All right. Like that. We brought home twice as much as we left with. So... I don't know how somebody could ever fly on vacation with children. And a lot of squid hats. There were squid hats. They were holding their squid hats. I didn't even have to pack those. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even have to do that. So I don't know. I don't know how people fly on vacations with kids. Like, how do you get all the junk home? Yeah. Karkin, Karkin's got UPS. that. UPS. UPS. God, that would have been even more. <laughs> well, yeah, we came home with a lot of stuff. We came home with more groceries than we went with. Like, I, who, who does this? Who goes to the beach, right? Who goes to the beach? And on day one, you go into the grocery store, and it's, it is a mad dash. It is like, you guys want to talk about violating ROE? Go to Kroger on Saturday when you get into the beach trip, when you get into town, okay? It is a all-out wrestling match yeah i mean the the workers are trying like hell to put out a couple dozen eggs people are fist fighting over the milk all right you got you got elbow drop slams over the loaves of bread okay i decided this year i decided this year that i would not go on saturday all right i waited till sunday which was uh i say smart i had to deal with less people there was also nothing on the shelves. I assumed that giving them a full 24 hours would allow them time to restock. Apparently, trucks don't show up on Sundays. Okay, I'm just going to assume that because the store was freaking empty. All right? But, I mean, you guys know, if anybody has ever gone to a beach or gone on a trip on the same s- cycle as everybody else, and you go to the grocery store, it is knocked down, drag them out fights. Like, you, only the strong survive. Okay, you want groceries, you got to have the will to go get that milk. All right, listen, we've developed a game plan in my family. We go in, I'm like, all right, Landon, bread, go. Noah, cereal, check. All right, Mrs. DJs, go get that orange juice. All right, like we go in with a game plan. We split up, we divide and conquer. We meet back at aisle 12. Be here in seven minutes or you're going to be left behind. We're going to assume you're dead. All right, that's how grocery shopping is when you go to the beach. All right. Well, on any trip, if it's a cycle type trip, I'm like still here. everybody, yeah, everybody in and everybody out on one day, the grocery store is the most violent thing that you could do that entire week. All right. So anyway, we wait, we wait, 
and uh, I even go the next day and I get these groceries because I figure this is what we're going to do for the week. <laughs> but we go out every night and we eat at the bar every afternoon for lunch <laughs> or whatever. And so I go with an empty cooler. I come home with two cases of beer, a bunch of sodas, two loaves of bread, a gallon of milk, a thing of orange juice, four pints of ice cream, three pounds of pizza rolls, all right, two cases of Capri Suns, all right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. That's what happens when you go to the beach. You come home with a whole fridge because you buy it thinking, we're going to be here for a week. This is the stuff we need. Oh, I came home with a box of trash bags, a whole thing of Tide laundry detergent, Okay, a whole case of toilet paper. We didn't even open the toilet paper. All right, a whole case of toilet paper, two packs of paper towels. K21 says, you know you're only going for a week and you don't move in. But these are essentials, K21. You need this stuff. I I mean, obviously. Case of toilet paper for a week? Obviously, you need this stuff because we came home with all of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Listen, people are agreeing with me. Look right here in the chat. Distressed Alien says, why do we even go to the grocery stores beyond me? We go out all the time, too. Same thing for us. We ate out every day. Why did I need groceries? Why did I buy two, three pounds of pizza rolls? We bought pizza rolls. We're at the beach. Like, there's sushi and crab legs and fresh tuna and steaks and all this stuff everywhere. Why the hell would I pollute my body with Totino's pizza rolls? Okay? Pizza rolls, of all things, three pounds. Well, you you do have you do have children, and children are notoriously picky eaters. So I that, know. that that's not like the worst thing that you could have bought for them. Yeah, to eat. Every restaurant has chicken fingers, <laughs> yeah, right? Every, every single everyone. one. Oh God! All right, listen. Uh, I got to get ready to go here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you five minutes on the community Q&A timer. I will answer your questions. I'll do the best that I can. You're right. I have 10,000 directives. Clearly, I'm a hoarder. You are correct. I hoard everything, even toilet paper. All right. Lieutenant Bennett says, why did you need toilet paper if you're at a hotel? They have that. There. Listen, we stayed in like a condo. Like, you got you to gotta take care of yourself when you're in there. Okay? You got to take care of yourself. We even left. We even left a couple of things. We left a couple of things there for the next tenants, but some of the stuff, like the toilet paper, I mean, yeah, we brought that home. Absolutely. How long does it take? Don't leave how toilet long, paper. How much toilet paper do you use at home? Well, I only, the, the in, smallest, in I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But the smallest pack that they had was like a 12, a 12 roll pack because the oh. shelves were empty. So the smallest thing they had was 12 rolls. All right. Well, there was two rolls. Right. So I'm going to say oh, that wow, we, okay. we must go through maybe two rolls, maybe three. Because there were two rolls there. Uh, there were two rolls there, and we didn't even open my pack. But <laughs> do we want to get into this? They don't have a smaller pack. I, okay, fine. I think I've said this before. I don't use toilet paper. All right. I use, I, I used to say I use baby wipes. But you now, three seashells. Well, well, yeah, three seashells. But now, uh, my wife has finally, after you know, ten years, has acknowledged behind you, has you? acknowledged the fact that I'm not going to use toilet paper. So now she buys dude wipes. You guys seen the dude wipes? <laughs> They're not baby wipes anymore. They're called dude wipes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, Cookie Monster has heard of dude wipes. Yeah, I use dude wipes. So yeah, I don't, I don't use toilet paper. All right. Anyway. 
Yeah, Distress Sale says, I saw those at Walmart the other day. Use dude wipes. Dude wipes are great. I love them. All right, everybody. Um, Dr. Juby says, who are you hunting on Tuesday? Do a shout out threatening them. Okay. Yo, Aries. Aries, server 14, coming for you. See, I thought you were talking a big game. I thought you must have been some big, bad G5 level 50 plus player talking all your smack at me, haunting me, telling you, everybody, you were going to kill me. Then I find out. Then I find out you're just a little 43. A little teeny tiny baby 43. Son, you belong to me. Tuesday, Tuesday night, I'll meet you out at Hollis. Show up. Unless you're scared. Unless you're scared. Yo, Aries. Coming for you, man. Counselor Q says I got Aries back. Counselor Q, what's your uh, what's your ops level? <laughs> 54. Yeah, see, I'm effed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. You can see uh, beside the hood beside the hood woodshed. Woodshed. That's right. Uh, Grungadola says, do we have any news on the refinery update that was supposed to happen this month? The only update that I have is not that it was supposed to happen this month. They were hoping for it to happen this month, Grungadola. The last communication from Echo on that was they were hoping to have it done by month's end. However, we did lose three or four days of everyone frantically working on incursions. So I don't know if that's going to happen this month. I would still hope for it to, but it could be early August. Uh, they told they were. Uh, they told us that they were trying to get it done before the end of the month, but that is all we know as so far. And then, of course, we know we lost a couple of days there. So, okay. Uh, no, look, I just gave you the answer. Which server invades first? Hey, good question, Reefer. Take a look at our Scopely announcements room. It took me a few minutes to figure this out, and then Old Man confirmed on the official Discord. Uh, in the Scopely announcements room, if you see the list of pairings, this is almost like a sports kind of reference. The first server is labeled the uh, is labeled kind of like the visiting server. They will attack first. The second server listing is kind of like the home server. They're defending first. All right. Then you'll flip flop for each of the four cycles. Then on the second run it will be exactly opposite. So in my case, it says 14 versus 15. 14 will be on attack first, 15 will be on defense first, and then it will rotate through the six hours. On the second run of incursions uh, at the end of the month, it will be flip-flopped, and 15 will attack first, and 14 will be on defense first, all right? But that's how uh, it's worked, and Old Man confirmed that. So 14, in my case, will be... Uh, Attacking, attacking my server first. I'll be on defense first. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got. <laughs> Aries is here. What's up, Aries? What you doing, man? I'm ready for you. Ready for you, baby. All right. Um. Let's see what else. Mastex says, "Well, future pairings include the third server and the current XSLB. Or are we always going to be with the same server?" So for these first two runs, you will be with the same server, okay? But that is not to say that future pairings that are different uh, can also happen. But for this month, for incursion run number one and number two, you will be paired with the same server. All right, there you go. Uh, let's see. 
Any news on Battleship and Beat the Torpedo? No, but I was on vacation. I'll follow up this week. I haven't, I haven't followed up on that. Uh, five minutes have come and gone, but I really haven't gotten very many more questions. Do you have any more questions? You got any more? I'll give you some more. But if not, fire... Oh, here's one. Fire Force says, can you crack a base at level 19 and below and in, uh, incursions? Yes. Rating will still count anywhere, level 19 or below. Level 19 and below is just the safe zone where shields still work. But if you let your shield fall and you get raided, you will still lose your stuff and it will still score points. All right, there you go. Good question. Dragon Keeper, I might have missed it. Re type it out again. I'm trying to scan through the chat. Go again. Mosher says, are we ever getting the pulled mission from the last arc? Which one was pulled? I thought they just auto-completed that for people. You're talking about the one with the big hostel? Oh, the, oh no, no. The one that they pulled, no. I am not aware that that's going to be released, or if it is, it might come into the holodeck at some point. No, they uh, they have not talked to me about that. I'll add that to my list, Mosher. See if we could ever get it, because it would at least be an interesting story, But and maybe there's some rewards in there. But no, they haven't mentioned that. I don't know anything about it, okay? Okay. Uh, let me see. What's the best brand of pizza roll? Obviously, it's Totino's. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, who, in my opinion... Ooh, this is a great question, JDs. Who, in my opinion, has the advantage? Attacker or defense? So... Clearly, it, it depends. The defending server is going to have the advantage with real estate, location, and where your people are going to be as far as mining and, and you know, that you can clear your server. Uh, I've seen some people saying that they're going to clear their own server of miners so that there's no points out there for people to get. Uh, so defenders have that capability, but attackers have increased points in literally every single event. So if you're an attacker, you have more points. So it kind of depends on how you're approaching this event. Each uh, group has an advantage, and I think it's decently balanced. You got more points for attacking than defending, but you also have home field advantage if you're defending. So we'll see. Scooby says, I wonder how many shields will glitch out. Uh, really none of them during the first four hours. Dragon Keeper says, do we think everything will work or do we think everything that worked the first time will be broken the second time and everything that was broken the first time will work this time? No. Honestly, I don't feel that way. Do I think it's going to work perfectly? I still don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Scopely is infamous for not properly testing stuff. So I don't know what their testing has, has consisted of the last several days. Do I hope it works? Yes. And do I feel that what was broken the first time was very minor, I do feel that way, which means I hope that it was simple to fix and I hope it's ready to go. That said, nobody really knows until it until it actually happens. Putt says, did you cover the FUBARD XSLB that's going on? Can I briefly recap my feelings? What do you mean? What's FUBARD about it? I think the rewards are fine. I know people are fussing about it. I think it's fine. The XSLB... Uh, doesn't pay the best, but it also has a pretty deep leaderboard and it is a valuable officer. So, you know, I think that people who want to invest will, and if you don't want to, then save your stuff for another time. Uh, let me see. Rex says, how confident... Oh, same question. How confident do I feel about incursions uh, tomorrow for APAC on a scale of 1 to 10? 
Ugh. It's tough, man. I mean, I, I would probably land somewhere between six and seven. I mean, I feel like they've identified the issue, but again, testing is not their strong suit. So, I mean, am I 10 level confident? No, absolutely not. But I also don't think it's going to launch and be completely destructive either. I mean, I was truthfully, Rex, I was impressed that as much worked as it did on the first run. I mean, truthfully, shield suppression, uh, which a lot of people expected was not going to work right. And by the way, it wasn't even the shield suppression didn't fail in the way that people thought it would. It was a really minor thing with regards to being rated. Um, and it was actually more player protectant than what you know everyone thought it was going to be. So that was minor, and the event's claim was minor. I feel like they got a lot more right that day than, than what people are giving them credit for. So I feel like if they can address those two things, everything else seemed to work. I mean, it really did. People got there. People came home. People were attacking. The colored rings worked. Chats worked. Diplomacy worked. All of it worked. So I feel like uh, I feel like it did go off better. But, you know, again, short turnaround under a time crunch. Am I the most confident? No. I'm going to give it between a six and a seven. That's what I'm hoping. GingerCon says, do you have a septic tank? Because dude wipes are no good for him. Yeah, you don't flush them. You have a, I have a diaper pail. <laughs> I'm a grown man, and I've got a diaper trash can in my bathroom for my dude wipes. Obviously, you can't flush them. It's bad news bears. Uh, <laughs> Ari, Aries is trolling you pretty hard right now. I see uh, it, yeah. You must have woken him up. Yeah, yeah they'll see you in your <laughs> nightmares. Okay, that's funny. You know what you're going to see? My victorious battle log. That's what you're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, Ta said, Mike <laughs> Captain Taylor says, what was your favorite restaurant in Myrtle Beach? Okay. Uh, Sugar Life. Uh, not kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're a huge fan of Joe's Crab Shack. Love Joe's Crab Shack. We go there every single time we're there. Uh, we also go to Barefoot Landing. This is kind of a regular place for us. We go to Barefoot Landing. We like Bully's Barbecue. Um, that I like the wings there, but I mean, I could get wings anywhere, but like the rest of my family really loves that place. So I kind of give in on that night. Um, we went to, oh, another one. We have to go to Yamato Japanese steakhouse, which I know it's a hibachi steakhouse. Why would you do that at the beach? Because the sushi is to die for. Uh, we went to Yamato, probably spent $200 on sushi. <clears throat> it was amazing. Uh, I love raw octopus. It's so yummy. And if you get a suction cup, like if you get a tentacle, they pop. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we love Yamato. Uh, this year, we tried for the first time. We tried um, Wicked Tuna on the, is it the 9th Avenue Pier? No, not 9th Avenue. 11th? I don't remember. We tried Wicked Tuna uh, for the first time. <sighs> really expensive the food was good but not worth what we paid it, it, the food was delicious amazing great very very expensive experience uh i probably will not return there not be for for anything just other than the perceived value for me like i got twice as much sushi from yamato as i got from wicked tuna and it, they were they were both delicious but i mean the bill was just outrageous so i probably won't return there but it was great if you've got money to burn you know, like Bubba Joe, uh, he could go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let me see. What else? Uh, the questions. JD says, 
my question is actually visiting server or home server has the advantage. Opening salvo, surprise attack, or home server that gets to the bottom inning to make up points if they need to. Oh, so I would, me personally, I would prefer to be on attack first, JDs. Uh, that's why, like, my server is preparing. Obviously, we're a little, we are talking about our strategy because it will be different. Um, it will be different when we're on defense versus attack. We would prefer to be on attack. We feel that the attacking server has the advantage um, because there's going to be players who don't listen to this show. going to be players not paying attention in Discord. going to be players who show up in Alliance chat and be like, yo, why, this, why am I not getting a shield? Why don't I have a 10-minute bubble? That's going to happen, okay? So players are going to be surprised. Players are going to be shocked. They're going to be caught off guard, and I think that that bodes better for the attacking server. So, yes, I do feel that the visiting server or the attacking server, I think that they have the initial advantage uh, at event reset. Okay, that's what I think. Uh, let me go through some more questions. I think that's probably going to be about it. I'm going to have to get ready to wrap. Um, how do I feel about non-qualifiers being allowed to participate in the XSLB? Oh, I don't care. Is that is that what somebody was worried about? I don't care. I feel like, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of gauntlet events anyway, so I'm fine with anybody being able to compete. The, again, the, the, the leaderboards are decently deep. Uh, if you participate, it should, for the most part, be a gimme. And I will tell you, I did hear about this, Captain Taylor. There's very, very few numbers of players that this is happening with, okay? Th there, there wasn't that many. I mean, we're talking maybe a few dozen, maybe a couple hundred galaxy-wide. It wasn't that many. It's not going to affect a lot of people. I'm not worried about it. If they got lucky, they got lucky, and they get a chance at a couple of extra shards. Ain't no big deal. Uh, I'm not... I'm not going to fuss about excluding somebody from, from being able to, to earn rewards. So, you know, listen, I'm not a huge fan of gauntlet events anyway. I like when they, when they work well. This one didn't, um, but whatever. All three events were spenders events, so, you know, pfft, who cares? Um, not necessarily a spenders events, obviously, but grinder. I'm not participating heavily in any of them. If I place, I place. Cool. I'm good with it. All right. Uh, Putz says people who did qualify didn't get the event. Not true. They didn't get it initially. Uh, Scopely did go and grant everybody that event. It did take a couple of hours, I think. If I look back at my communication, it was probably um, it was probably four or five hours later. But everybody who was supposed to have the event did ultimately get it. There was a targeting error. They fixed it. They ran a script, and everybody who was missing the event ultimately got it. It was just several hours later. Um, but nonetheless, <clears throat> that's what happened. I, uh, I'm not super fussy about it, but again, I, I'm probably not the right person to ask because I didn't actively super participate and play in it. So I understand if, if somebody didn't get it. If you still don't have it, let me know, but it'll probably be too late by the time I get to your PM tomorrow uh, for me to do anything about it. So I would suggest sending in a ticket or tagging a moderator as I'm still about 150 PMs deep. All right, but uh, that was supposedly corrected, and everybody should have got uh, the event who was supposed to be there. Okay, um, is there anything else? Pump, pump, pump. Centurion says, can Scopely tell us next time, don't upgrade your specialty ships uh, so you can actually score in the solo leaderboard event? You know, they historically don't do that, Centurion. They, you know, those things kind of pop in just like uh, syndicate events. They kind of just pop in. Now, granted, this one did 
actually show up. They gave us an announcement, what, maybe three or four days ahead of time. It wasn't a ton. Um, but, yeah, they gave that. They gave us that announcement, what, Wednesday last week or Thursday of last week. So they did give you a little bit of notice, but it wasn't a ton. Okay. Uh, let me see. Is there anything... Oh, my chat just jumped. Why is my chat jumping all the way back up? I just got the Totino's roll. Uh, Metamice says people who qualified didn't get in. I, I just answered that. I just answered that. They didn't initially, but after about four or five hours, they were granted the event. It was a targeting error, and if you still don't have the event, you need to send in a ticket, but they they said that they ran a script and it was all fixed. Okay. Um can I post early access? Lots of good info in here. Yeah, I always try to get it uploaded the same night. Here as of like the last six months. I'll try to get it up tonight for you. And a random prize for fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just doing giveaways. You guys just want little to... beggars. Yeah, just want the freebies. Listen, I haven't even I haven't even finished all the prizes from before vacation. People are are waiting forever. Uh, I haven't even done all that. I'm pretty sure battle passes haven't gone out either. Those were delayed because I was gone. Uh, I tried to uh, I tried to um, get get the battle pass list together last week. I did ultimately, but it was like Wednesday or Thursday before I actually got it done. So, all right, Oliver DJs is still awake, so I'm gonna have to go say goodnight to him, uh, and I'm gonna go do that now. I want to thank you guys also very much for uh, coming out. Neon Light says, "Can you send me a mermaid water?" I'm gonna see if Mrs. DJs actually got a picture of this or got uh, got a got the ingredients. Got the drink. I'm going to see if I can figure it out. I'll share it with you guys. Uh, very quickly, here you go. Uh, Arian says, let's do a quick giveaway contest and pick. Congratulations, Lightbull. Lightbull, congratulations to you. We're going to hook you up with something. Out of the prize tag. Thank you. My name is Ultimate DJs. I want to thank you guys all for being here as a part of our first show back after vacation. Thank you guys so very much. Trader, appreciate you being here. Captain Mark Karkin, thank you. Steven Zaren, appreciate you guys hanging out. You guys are the bomb. I'll be sure to pass along uh, your uh, regards for Bubba Joe. I would also like to thank those of you who contributed to our Patreon uh, while I was gone. There were people who actually signed up while I was gone. Thank you guys so very much. If you haven't done so yet, please let me encourage you to take a look at our new Patreon. Uh, we will be uploading content there. As a matter of fact, Guys, if you're subscribed to our podcast platforms and you're subscribed to YouTube and Twitch, let me add one more. You need to download Patreon, even if you're not going to pay. That's completely fine. We are still posting content behind the scenes and goofy little blurbs and some fun stuff on Patreon, and it is free. We're doing early access for some of our spenders, but all content will eventually be free after only a couple of days. So uh, go check it out, and you can follow our content on Patreon absolutely free and still get access to 100% of everything. If you would like to contribute to the program and join our recognized Patreon list by donating $10 or more per month, then you will also get your names read, like these fine people right here. Lord Neelix, Lady Cast, Trader, Tucker, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Lyle, Lord Kynes, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Tagore, Vagabond, Ransusi, June Bree, Dana Larson, Hank DM, Ape 13, DJ Gurr, MC101, Late Nighter, Louis P, Osiris, Zalvinar, Morgan, Zinfried, Deathhammer, Stormbringer, Bills Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside, Luke, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Jetski, Jason, Captain Jack, the UPS Man, Scorpios, Archer, Yusuke, Arian, the Professor, Captain Oblivious, 
and Hani, JD's, Rex, Steve, Ragnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Captain Taylor, Captain Corla, this fella, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie Joe, K92, Darth Adamus, Sertail, Bad Boy, General Chaos, Warren, A Fox, Judge Cran, G Force, Bumingus, Mangatron, Captain Q, Garrett, Game Jr. Uh, did I get that one right? I think I missed one. Admiral Inworlder, Raymond, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Loser, Kendall, Karen, DJ Stole My Son's Probe, Techix, Seven of Nine, Jaga, Dr. Juby, and Blue Mandalorian. Thank you guys for contributing to the Patreon program at a level of $10 or more per month. I really, really appreciate you. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJs for Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Sam, meow for now. Love you, minute. Catch you on the next one, everybody. Bye. Meow. Thank <laughs> you.